Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. 21 games left, last quarter of the season. If only there was something to talk about. Oh, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into the Bucknologist, episode 185 here on Teal Town USA. As always, it's the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. Uh, the uncensored thing might get a test today from Hockey Jerk. We'll see what happens. You can keep the show commercial-free by using the Super Chat options when we are live, but better yet, use Venmo. You can find us at Teal Town USA. If you're new to the cast, remember... Hit that subscribe button, if you will. Definitely helps us out. Remember to leave your take in the comments section if you're not able to join us live. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. First things first, I want to say shout out to Noel. <laughs> Noel. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I saw it in the notes. Is that Noel? Yes. Or is that sweet? Yeah. Shout out. Ran into Noel at the Legends game. Uh, ran into Alex at the Marlowe game and uh into all the other peeps that went out of their way to come up and, and say hi and offer their uh, appreciation and support of the podcast. Totally cool. Certainly appreciate it. Very cool. So wanted to say thank you on that. Uh first things first, look, <clears throat> we gotta talk about the elephant in the room. Linus Allmark, bro, scored a goal. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> That or, you know, the Sharks' power play was 0 for 8 uh, over the week. I don't know if you saw. Oh, those are the things to say. Oh, and there's Noel. Noel! <laughs> Noel in the chat, yo! <laughs> we love Noel here. Big fans. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we'll get your Discord invite coming up shortly. Yeah, just DM me on Twitter. It's all good. So, let's go. Sharks, three games this week. Three of six points. One, one, and one. Through 60, they got 48 points. Still trailing last season by a large margin, but hey, they stayed seventh in the Pacific and fell to 30th out of 32 teams. If only they could figure out a way to beat Anaheim and Columbus in the race to the bottom. Eric Carlson would not let that happen last night. I was very upset. But. <laughs> he would be damned. <laughs> so this week, the Sharks shut out a solid Seattle squad. They summarily soiled the sheets against Nashville. And Chicago would spoil Marlowe's jersey retirement game. I think Carlson spoils Sharks' chances at a better pick. But uh, look, we got, some, we got some things to say about the Legends game. Of course, Marlowe's retirement night. Uh, Eklund went off in Abbotsford. Some season ticket holders do not like the breakaway promotion. Uh, the rumored end of the stealth jersey and more. But let's begin with the news of the day. Timo Meyer is traded to the New Jersey Devils. And let's see, we have a response from Devil's GM, Tom Fitzgerald, on the deal. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I think that about sums it up. I'm so glad you didn't clue me into that because that's really good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, jerk. I'm just uh, where where to begin, uh, dude. You can see it, so I mean, For some reason, yeah. Did 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 Greer get fleeced? Absolutely, hundred percent. Again, where do seems, I begin? Like, do seems you like a pattern. 
yeah, right. Well, <clears throat> that dude, <laughs> that's a whole conversation. <clears throat> but let's just break down what's right here in front of us. And I'm assuming that you're just gonna let me. Oh, riff. rock on, dude! <laughs> I, I might go out, have a smoke, go go to the liquor store, get a four pack. Go ahead. So here's the thing. Now I and and again, this isn't gonna come as a big surprise. Anybody who's listened to this podcast once over the last 18 months knows that I'm not, I was not rather, uh, team trade Timo, right? Not by any stretch. No. And then, you know, there's some commentary that comes out, uh, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning. Hey, you know, <clears throat> this team is making a push. This team is out. Things are close. Conversations are had, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, the guys who were at practice on Saturday, Shang was there. Curtis was there. All the guys were there talking to Timo and, and, you know, nothing was explicitly said, but the vibe that I got was one of two things was transpiring. Either Timo did not want to sign long-term in San Jose or Mike Greer didn't care, recognized how quality of an asset Timo Meyer was and wanted to get something for him. Now you'll notice that <clears throat> regardless of which is the truth, they all lead to Timo Meyer getting traded. Well, so at that can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so uh, we just got off a, a media call with Mike Greer. Okay. And so to your point, it was it, – it didn't sound as if Meyer wasn't interested in saying, staying in San Jose. Of course, it's not like a player is going to come out publicly and say something like that. Sure. But Greer seemed to be very much that for what he wants – uh, for what Meyer wants, you know, in a contract or whatever, it just does not jive contractually with where they're at, with what they're trying to do. And it was a case of Meyer, or I'm sorry, Meyer Greer essentially said, we're not going to get more for him in the off season. This is the play right now. Like this is the best we can do. Um, I can give you a, a couple quotes. I mean, it's, Greer saying it's never easy to trade a player as good as Timo, but there are some realities at place within the cap structure of our group and to pay money to Timo that he's looking for. It doesn't didn't line up for us as a franchise. Uh, he also mentioned, I could have just gotten all picks back, but we think the players that we got back are moving along on their development and help speed things up for us. Uh, the fun part about this, of course, my, my favorite quote, I still don't think we're in full on rebuild. Well, yeah, Eric Carlson's still here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, people want to put a label on it, but we're trying to flip this as quickly as we can. We need to make the right moves and not rush us. This is a step to get us younger, replenish the pipeline, get us back to winning. I don't want to put a number on the amount of time that this will take. I think we'll flip this around quicker than people expect. Now, I see that last quote, and I'm just reminded of the Doug Wilson quote about two years ago that says, we're closer than th people think we are. <laughs> so take that for what it is. But uh, well, you have some vitriol dispute. Go ahead, sir. Well, well. so here's the thing. So you, you said a lot there. So yeah. I'm going to attack the last thing you said first. <laughs> it, and I don't mean legitimately attack. But, yeah. you know, so you say we're a lot closer than people think we are. The plan is to right the ship quickly. More or less, that's what Mike Greer said. Mm -hmm. Don't you think one of the best players in franchise history helps you do that? You would think. But anyway. But I, now, I guess, but not if you can't afford them. 
Which to me, <clears throat> I mean, dude, how many different ways have you and I broken down the Sharks salary cap beyond this year? Like, mm-hmm. there's money to be had. This is not like, I, I, this is not the Black Diamond hill at the world's most notable ski lodge you know what i mean like this <laughs> man like, that, that took a weird turn but go ahead like and and now whatever anyway so okay like i said it, it seemed like it was trending towards meyer didn't want to resign here or greer felt it was in the best interest of the team to trade him uh, Either, to quote jerk two things can be true correct now regard as i said before regardless of what is the truth if both are not true they all lead to the same place, which is Timo Meyer getting traded. So yesterday morning, upon getting this news, I was very much like, okay, I still don't want Meyer to leave, but this is a situation where the Sharks could potentially get nothing for him. So mm-hmm. it, it became a situation where you had to trade him, and and it sucks, but it's fine, right? <clears throat> so when you are left with this ultimatum, if you will, get quality value as i said before timo meyer and i know everybody's gonna say but what what about mike ricci okay the overvaluing of sharks alumni needs to stop timo meyer is one of the best players to ever play for this team and that's just a fact i mean he 30 30 years name me a winger I mean, give me your give me your top five wingers, and I'm already going to start with Nolan and Clo. I I you think Clo is in your top five? I I think he might for for what he brought. I'm not saying he was a, a scoring machine, but he was definitely somebody that y- you didn't want to face a lot of nights. I guess, but what if I told you that in his short time in the NHL, Timo Meyer is already top ten in goals all time for the sharks. What if I told you that? But it, it wouldn't surprise me at all and I'm and I'm saying like Myers in my top 5, but w- what if I told you, yeah, he's in my top 5 at, at number 2 right behind Owen Nolan. Yeah, right, that's fair. Okay. You know, and and so my point is <clears throat> one of the best players in franchise history, one of the best players. I mean, let's not let's not get it sideways here. 3 of the last 4 seasons, including this one that we're currently in, Timo Meyer is the team MVP. Sure. And you look at the stats, you look at what he brings to the table. One of the best players in the league the last two years. Mm-hmm. So now, again, now, well, you don't... but let me put this out there because this is something that we'd covered before is that remember at the end of last season, we were talking at Meyer and at the end of it, when we were wrapping up the entire season. We looked ahead and we said, was this Meyer? Because he had had, you know, his, his kind of inconsistencies here and there. And mm-hmm. we had to ask the question. Was this past season the the rule or the exception? And it seems that playing into this season, it was the rule. Well, do you do you remember twelve months ago when I said sign him before next year starts so the cost doesn't go up? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so <clears throat> you're trading away one of the best players in franchise history. Okay, not ideal, but you feel like you have to do it. Okay, whatever. So maximize your value. Right, the Sharks. Again, they're trading a really good player. That's number one. Number two, they are retaining fifty percent of the salary. I know a lot of people have bitched about that element of the trade. I think that's one of the smartest things that they did in this trade. I would agree. My only bitch about that is that I felt like that 
eating that much salary, maybe that warrants another pick coming back your way, but go ahead. Right, and that's a sound point there. <clears throat> and the Sharks, they also took back Andreas Janssen, who had some NHL success, but you know he's been injured, he's been in the minors, he's got kind of a sizable contract, so it hasn't really worked out. The Sharks took him back as well. Again, one of the smartest things they did in this deal, they're making the cap work for New Jersey, so to your point... Maybe you get an extra pick out of it because here's the thing, and and obviously this is just for this season, but retaining 50% on Timo Meyer and taking away Scott Harrington, I'm sorry, taking back Andreas Janssen, the Devils brought in Meyer and he only added about $400,000 to their total cap. So it's a seamless transition. And <clears throat> so those are good things, but I'm looking at this right now. Now, 2023 first, I think that's probably my favorite part of this trade because it was... <laughs> Because it was the one that we all Expected. were planning on. Yeah. Now, I'm not a fan. But, you know, let, let's dive into this for a second because it's uh, there's a, a lot of legalese going on in here, if you will. But if we drop that out, let's get into all the conditions. Yep. So that 2023 first-round pick, if the pick is a top-two selection, Jersey transfers their own 2024 first-round pick. Which is peculiar to me because the oh. Devils are comfortably in a playoff spot. Well, th th not only that, but it's just, did everybody, I, I feel like the Sharks, tell me if I'm wrong, the Doug Wilson not protecting that pick that ended up being Stutzla has everybody protecting every pick that moves now. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> well, Doug Wilson, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> But all these, you know, the the conditions, you just, oy, oy, oy. but anyway, you get that pick, uh, you know, 23 first rounds. Yeah. That's solid. All right. Right. Like we love that conditional 2024 first is not, it's not terrible, but it's not exactly ideal either because <clears throat> in order to get that first, you need the devils to go to the conference final either this year or next. And here's the thing. I'm not super bullish on that idea for this year personally because i think they're going to get waxed by the rangers and next year like i don't want to put the cart before the horse here i'm not convinced they make the playoffs next year who knows so i mean dude the, that that division's a wagon right that's what i'm saying carolina's not going away rangers aren't going away islanders have gotten better pittsburgh always finds a way to stick around washington is retooling and that's not even including the atlantic division so I'm not convinced that New Jersey makes the playoffs next year. And if you want to play this back a year from now and let me know if I'm a genius or an idiot, whatever, do it. <laughs> but so again, it's nice, but it's not ideal. And then, okay, Shakir Mukamadulin, decent prospect, but here's the crappy part about the whole thing. Lay it on me. You're giving away, as I said, you're giving away your best player, one of the best players in franchise history, one of the best players in the NHL the last two years, and the crown jewel outside of draft picks is New Jersey's fifth best prospect. They didn't get Alexander Holtz. They didn't get Dawson Mercer. They didn't get Nemich. They didn't get Luke Hughes. They didn't get, like, you, you, get, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, that, see, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people, if, if you move a couple of these things around like you take away Shakir and you I mean obviously some money and some some contracts have to go back and forth but man if 
Mercer's in this deal, I think everybody goes, hey, you know what? Both sides, uh, <laughs> both girls are pretty. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And and again, and and you're gonna sense a theme here. Muka Madulin, it's a he's a nice prospect, but we'll see. I mean, he's still in the KHL as it stands right now. His KHL deal uh, has he has two years left on his KHL deal after this year, so kind mm-hmm. of a we'll see sort of thing there. Um, Fabian's, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but Amanda, so we just followed or just <laughs> caught a tweet. From Amanda Stein. All it is is a quote from Timo Meyer. I hate losing. That's a kick in the dick, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, uh, the other thing I wanted to call out, Mal Milligan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm probably not. And by the way, if you look at all the names here on the left side of this column, I'm going to mispronounce a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, trading all the pieces for a rental. What makes Jersey think they get him on a long-term contract? Who cares? They're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team, but well, who cares, man? If it gets them to the big shiny thing this season, nobody cares. And he's still uh, RFA, like under team control for one more season, right? So if Jersey wanted to play 4D chess, they could use him now and uh, they could flip him in the offseason, yay? Correct, yeah. Well, okay, then. So this is what I'm saying. And now, wouldn't that be a kick in the dick if Jersey <laughs> uses him and, and say Jersey for hypothetical bullshit they get to the to the East Conference Finals, or they get to the final, or they win the big shiny thing. They can still flip them and re, you know repurpose a lot of these picks that they've let go. Right, but uh, right, but here's the here's the other thing. Is, I, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying it it's an option. Correct, correct. So as it you know uh, you know as I said, Muka Medulin, it's a nice prospect, but. He's he was New Jersey's fifth best prospect. So you're taking a gamble on a guy. Fabian Zetterland. Again, you look at the stats. Look at what he's done in Sweden. Look at what he's done in the AHL. It's decent, right? I mean, okay. Well, yes, let me let me third round th- early third round pick, but uh, again, you know, he had a good year in the AHL last year. He's about half a point a game in the NHL this year. But again, he's still a maybe. You know, let he me, let me offer just a little. Be a third line guy, you know. Let me offer a little bit of context first, too. Shakir, defenseman, twenty one years old, so obviously relatively young, six four. He's a big boy. Yep. Uh, Zetterlin, left winger, twenty three years old, five eleven, but it like tips the scales at two twenty. So he's a stocky five eleven. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see what that turns into. But I just wanted to you know throw in a couple uh, a little bit of context there. You want to move on to the next one or what? What do you? Yeah. Get to? So Nikita Akutuk again. You know, he was a, a second round pick four years ago. A decent, you know, decent prospect. Uh, it's hard to say a prospect, but a decent player, you know, has put up some points. He bit of a, you know, I guess you could say tougher to play against guy, you know, gets a lot of penalty minutes. But <clears throat> again, he's just he's another maybe. And, the, and now, obviously, all prospects are maybes. We know this, but some prospects are more likely than others, less maybe than others, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Mukamadulin, Zetterlin, and Aquituk, they're, again, they're like the, you know, if the Devils were doing a top 25, under 25, I don't think any of the, I think Mukamadulin is maybe in the top 10. Maybe that's it, right? You know, I, I mean, you know, it, it appeared as though Dawson Mercer was off the table for New Jersey, which is fine because guess what? Alexander Holtz is there. And 
he didn't find his way as part of this deal. So the thing that gives me pause with this deal, at least from the New Jersey side of things, is that 2024 first, it shouldn't be conditional. It should be a first no matter what. That's that's what I and, don't get. And that's the thing that's really kind of stuck in my craw so far under the Greer era is he just seems more than willing to eat all of these conditions. Right. And, and, it's, and, and it always ends up being like, you know, if, if the sun, you know, rises in the <laughs> the, the, the east and it's a half full moon, uh, you know, it's all these silly conditions. It's just stop, stop already. No, 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 no. The, you're, you're taking, you're getting the best player. You're taking a chance. We need something uh, on the other end. And so to deal with these conditions, it's just stop. Right. And, 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 you know, as we talked about the 2024 first would like that to be a regular first. And, uh, again, you, the the crown, you know, the 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 centerpiece, I guess, again, is Muka Madulin, who's, uh, again, a good prospect. Nobody's saying that he's not, but he's not. He was not a Devils top five, five prospect. And and just looking at Zetterlin, yeah, sure, could he be a second line player? Absolutely, he could be <laughs> on this team. Sure, <laughs> like he could be. You know, the stats would indicate that there is potential for that, but. <laughs> Dude, you're still I, pissed I just, off that Cout got sent down. <laughs> there's just more. There, there are other players the Devils have that I that I personally believe, and I think a lot of people agree, are less of a maybe than the three prospects that the Sharks picked up. And then from the the Shark side of things, it, we've said everything about Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, he, PTO to a contract to gone, whatever. Well, it's it's another player that Ek inflated the value of. <laughs> You, you yeah. have to appreciate that, and you know I tweeted it out earlier. Where it's just like, yeah, it seems to be the play that if you want to get the hell out of San Jose, just get paired with with Carlson, and you know you you'll be given a an airplane ticket pretty quickly. Uh, right. And, and so, of course, what you you want Ferraro up there next? Is that I was what say Ferraro next? Um, <laughs> and cowards. Dude, you know it, how, how bummed are you to lose a player named Hatika? Yeah, you know, I I think losing Hatika really sucks. Me too. It sucks sucks in the sense that I like the player, right? But I I think maybe the idea, the thing with Hatika, he's been hurt pretty much all year, which when is a uh, a setback on his development for one. For two, as much as I like the player, you know, is he going to be? I mean, is he going to be better than Akwitiuk? I don't know. Is he going to be better than Chichek or Kanijov or? Gan on the rock, you know what I mean. I, I, so I gotta tell you, like I would have liked to. Have, I mean, obviously at full health, I think Hatika gets more, of, maybe a little bit more ice time with the Sharks this season than Chichek. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah, and and you know Ibragamov and and Iman, that was <laughs> Iman is like addition by subtraction, right? And and Ibragamov, I mean, these are those two, especially you know the. You got to stay under fifty contracts, and that's what the Sharks were trying to do there. Exactly, but and then and the, the but fifth giving, in giving up that fifth, like not that the fifth is a big deal. Yeah, but you get a seventh back, and the Sharks like sevenths. They do, but it, again, I look at those two things, and I'm like, what Timo wasn't enough? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, all these things. It's like, no, f you. <laughs> well, so <laughs> give me a break. No, we want that fifth, and uh, whatever. Go ahead. Right. So it's just, I and you know the fact that like. You know, I'm kind of mellowing out a little bit from the initial reaction, and I'm looking at it. It's despite what maybe I said on Twitter over the last two hours, Greer could have done worse. 
<laughs> really? Said, that's your <laughs> that's the hill you're worse. dying on? But no, that's not the hill I'm dying on. That's just my opinion. <laughs> he but could the have fact, done worse. <laughs> but he could have. But the fact is, it will be, because it, it, for a long time we didn't know that Muka Madulin was part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, but again, you and know, isn't just Shakir? Um, he's with the K, right? You got to wait till his deal's yeah, up. But he, but he is signed to an NHL deal. They just have to wait till the season to play out. Right. He yeah. He's signed. Uh, I believe he signed an entry level. Yeah, no, he's 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 on an N- he has an NHL contract. Greer confirmed that earlier tonight. Yeah, so but even then his KHL contract is, you know, I believe it's until 2025, so you're you're waiting essentially, right? <sighs> so and here here's the thing though. Here's the thing. I truly believe he could have done worse, but here's the thing. It wouldn't have taken much more to do to make the worst possible trade ever. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and so... Well, but dude, the, let's file this trade tonight in our back pockets and revisit it in three years, and maybe this ends up being the worst. We don't know. Kevin saying Muka Madulin was loaned to the KHL. There you so go. Maybe, yeah, okay. So that's, maybe it's a situation where he comes back right away. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's... it. Yeah, they're, they're going to... Again, that's what Greer confirmed earlier. So I just think, again, to kind of put a bow on it and finally move on from this nightmare... <laughs> I just think if you're trading Timo Meyer, you gotta. I mean, you had to have gotten Mercer or Holtz or Luke Hughes. You had to have. Well, Bottom line, I would honestly, Mercer, dude, dude. If if this if this trade pile that you put up right now, if it said Meyer for 2023 first, conditional 24 first, and Alexander Holtz, and you know, whatever Andreas Janssen, because you have to make the cap go through, like. That's fine. Like, I would have been much happier with that. Yes, you get less pieces, but the pieces you got are more quality. So, look, uh, if you want to hear a two-hour conversation about all of that, you can listen to Ian Puck guy, <laughs> Lacey and Mark, who talked about it earlier. It's uh, who, which, which was really fun because they were, like, learning about it as the show went on, like, each piece and whatnot. And I and you know what I give those I give those guys credit because I was like like as the pieces were climbing in like I was fuming I'm like this is <laughs> like, dude, this I is think bullshit. Mark dude Mark's head sounded a couple times like he was about to you know he was talking about jumping off cliffs that's what it's, I'm saying like dude. it's you know and and I do think I still think I, the 50 percent salary retainment should have gotten us a better than a seventh back I mean I think between here's the thing between you know, between retaining 50% of salary and taking Andreas Janssen back, you know, look, I, I don't know. Th- the qu- I would have thought that at least I would have thought it at least, you know, lightened the conditions on the 2024 first. <laughs> right. And I look, I don't know the quality of these players that are coming back. You guys are, are way more into it than I am. I just look at it again. It's kind of like whoever got the best player wins the deal. But the thing that really just kind of sticks to me, it's like, you're getting a like the thing we seem most excited about is getting a lottery ticket back for Timo, and I'm like, this is this is a proven fucking guy, power forward, like you said. Well, not only that, but prospects like, are also lottery tickets. Yeah, right. So if anything, I'm just kind of like, he couldn't have been worth two firsts. That's what I'm saying. If then, <sighs> you know, again, and and this is the problem, and I didn't want to get into it because we'll be here all night, but. <laughs> 
I was texting. Say with, it, baby. Say it. <laughs> well, I was te- I was texting with Ryan. You know Ryan, who who's part Ooh. of the team here, <laughs> and he was saying he he said another trade that is quantity over quality. Yeah. And in my and in my feelings of being like pissed off and frustrated, I fired back. I said quantity over quality is the reason why the Sharks never won a Stanley Cup under Doug Wilson. Is this uh, just right up there with the with the Burns deal? Yeah, I would say so. And 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 again, you know, we there's a lot of conversations that were had. Like I still think, you know, with all the deals that Greer has made, and I hate to even sound like I'm ball washing right now, <laughs> with all the with all the deals Greer has made, yes, you know, he does have the benefit of time on his hands where oh. you give it a couple years and maybe these things work out in his favor. But He's been the Sharks GM for eight months and, you know, none of the big, big trades he's made have given sort of that instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like, to, be, to I, be fair, let's, uh, you know, sometimes it, 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 it takes a little time to when you come into a house that's trashed from a big party, hmm, it takes right. a little time to clean up everything and get things back to where they were. And, you know, Lacey in the chat saying, let it play out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll let it play out. But we're not gonna forget. Yeah. Not gonna forget. <laughs> like in five years, if we re- three years, whatever, we revisit dude, this. Dude, dude, I'm gonna be looking at Lacey day. going, "It played, and what the dude. hell happened?" Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I will say, kind of like to be positive for some reason. <laughs> Did you forget like, what show you're on? Okay. It is it is nice, you know, you pull up Cap Friendly and you look at the draft capital. It's kind of nice seeing two icons for round one. That is sure. nice. Hey, but another one wouldn't hurt. Right, right. But you know what? It's, again, as you've mentioned, I've mentioned, we've mentioned it, I don't know how many times, draft picks and prospects who have limited NHL experience, they're lottery tickets. You got to hit. Yeah, gotta. that's the, and that's the other thing, dude. How much are we... Again, this is another thing we can judge three to five years. Are we going to miss Junior as much as we thought we were? Well, considering Tim Burke is back in the chair, I think there's a good chance of that. Yeah. So I got a question for you, and then maybe we can talk about these damn games. So do you want to talk about the other Sharks winger that's in the trade conversation, or are we doing that later? Well, Banker? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll hit that later. Okay. Because I have things to say about that one. As of course you should. <laughs> <laughs> I did, you know what? I did some homework on that one, and I'm a little sour that like. Oh, we have uh, know, comparatives to go over. Yeah, you know nice. the the mouth breathe. Oh man, see now I'm really pissed off because Tampa <laughs> Tampa Bay just made a trade oh, and Janelle? Tanner Jano, and I don't know that trade looks a little more tantalizing than the oh, but, sharks <laughs> yeah but dude here's the best part <laughs> it just goes back to what i was saying earlier dude oh tampa gets Jano. nashville gets tampa's first in 25 top 10 protected yep <laughs> everything is protected Which, you I don't think that's pussies a concern, though. <laughs> i even know but you... that's the whole thing it's just like if it's not a concern why even put it in there you pussies tampa's second in 24 tampa third and fourth and fifth in 23 and Cal foot you look at, and uh, you know, to be fair, Mike Greer said, yeah, I could have gotten more picks instead of this. Uh, I just, but I just look at that. So the, you know, the, the lightning, you know, they, they trade for Jenner, Tanner, Janelle, who is not a bad player. Right. 
But <laughs> Tanner Janot is not on pace for 75 points this year. <laughs> Tanner Tanner Janot has got five goals. <sighs> Dude, and Mole, <laughs> and, and Mole Rat got, here. All he, the... And he's a, he, he got Calfoot, who's a good defensive prospect. Calfoot, a first, a second, a third, and a fifth. Is he related to Adam Foot by any chance? Yeah, it's his son. Nice. Um, so good, good DNA there. Mole Rat, all that talk about Greer playing hardball for the hardball for the best return. He didn't even put a dent in New Jersey's top prospect pool. <laughs> Here's here's the other thing, something Ugh. to think about, kind of on the on the you know on the flip side of everything. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Sharks, which I'm not, but let's just say I am for fun. <laughs> You're not. If I'm if I'm David Quinn and Mike Greer and the brain twat brain trust and everybody, <laughs> yeah. As, as you swear said, to God, it sounded like you said brain twats, but go ahead. No, uh, you know Greer already said that Andreas Janssen's going to get called up and he's going to play. Oh, they're talking about him going Tuesday. Beautiful. Here's the thing. Your top line for Tuesday, Couture, Barabanov, and Andreas Janssen, or Hurdle, Barabanov, no, Andreas Janssen, whatever. But dude, your the, top line's going to be AC Monk, Couture, and Barabanov. No, no, no. Just hold on. Oh, okay. Rock so, on. Barabanov and Janssen, and then either Couture or Hurdle in the middle. Do some kind of true that. Get, put, throw Janssen right into the deep end. He's a decent <laughs> player. Yes, he's he's... He's had a hard go of it for a while, but he's a guy who's scored 20 goals uh, in the NHL. So now would you feel any better if the Sharks were maybe able to turn this cap dump that is Andreas Janssen into a draft pick? Perhaps. I could I, I can go with that. I, I know somebody who won't be in the top six on Tuesday, Kevin LeBanc. Right. <laughs> Hold on. I got to hit somebody in the chat right now. Jack Olson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Huge Devils fan here. You guys are going to love Shakir. Nikita is a fighter with skill, also can shoot. Johnson, Johnson, whatever. Uh, most likely a cap dump. Good PK guy. You'll love Zets. Um, I mean. It's very optimistic. I hope so. I, I, I mean, dude, I'm with you. Uh, Lord knows our, our PK keeps getting worse. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, look, like I said at the top of the show, man, we 20 games to go. It doesn't, I mean, you see that that return that the Sharks got. It's essentially like, okay, hey, 20, 20, 21 games left. Show us what you got. We're not calling up anybody from the CUDA because I think we've pretty much proven that. So here you go. And Jack, again, saying, give him time. Trust me. So, all right. Uh, I think what, what we've seen here. Jack's is in that the Discord, the... so we can hold him to it. Okay, cool. But I think <laughs> what we need to do is, like, in about a three years, we need to have a, uh, like, a, I don't know, a 30-minute podcast with Jack and Lacey where it's the I Told You So show. Yeah, which is fine. I, here's the thing, dude, and I think you'll agree with me on this. I want to be wrong. Oh, dude, so do I. I how many times have I said that? <laughs> I want to be so wrong, you know. Dude, how um, many, dude? Three years. I'm sitting here going, I want to be wrong about Eric Carlson. This year, I was finally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. You know, I, I like I said, I'm just looking at it on Andreas Janssen. Like I said, to me, he's a cap dump, but I think he, there's an opportunity there to maybe get a pick out of him. And if it, you know, there's only how many games do the Sharks have before 21? the deadline? No, oh. before the before the deadline, they've got one. Two. two. They got two games before the deadline. If he, I don't know, if he can get two goals in two games, is, yeah. is that, you know, can that, can you turn around and get a seventh out of that? Dude, like, I, okay, but I got to tell you right now, <laughs> has Greer put any kind of confidence in you so far? Like, that um, seems like a Wilson play. I don't know. That seems like a Greer play. 
Well, so you know, I was talking like one of the things that Ryan and I talked about earlier was just I I we were going back and forth. Man, Greer sucks. He's never made a good trade. <laughs> blah blah blah. All this stuff. And then I looked at it, and the thing is, this is kind of the the conclusion that I came to. Mo and I, I'm just talking initial reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Most of Greer's trades, and I know this may be the spiciest take anybody's ever heard. Oh, whip out the meatball. A majority of Greer's trades have either been good or it doesn't matter. Like, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just a trade. And I say that because he made two trades that involved, like, trading up, trading down in the draft. Mm -hmm. So you don't really really grade those. But, like, where Greer has fallen short in the big trades is in the big trades. The Brent Burns one, maybe McAniemy can be an NHL goalie, but the initial reaction was that it wasn't great. Mm. And Ricky making, making a good point. Yes. You can have a lot of conversation about who was taken with those draft picks, but trading a first for a first in two seconds, that's a home run of a trade. If you ask me. And so, well, and to be fair during Greer's media call earlier tonight, he brought you know, it's something that Wilson has brought up that those picks are currency and that if right. there, it gives you the option, the flexibility that, if there's a player that you've targeted that you gives you the the chance to perhaps move up. Right. So. And so <laughs> as I long think, as it's not a thing for like moving up to like get what Mueller. Right. And I, and I think most of Greer's trades have been decent. It's just the fact that the ones that haven't been good are the big ones. Right. Yeah. Whereas the, Doug Wilson, on the other hand, hit home runs on the big ones. Right, like Meyer, we're all obviously very sus of that. Burns, we're very sus of that. As I said, maybe McAniemy can become an NHL goalie, and and that third round pick may become something. Maybe, but just initial reaction is not great. But again, look at the look at the small trades, right? Nieto and Merkley for Cout and McDonald. I'm liking me some Martin Cout. Yeah, it makes like, you wonder why you got sent down. Maybe is that it's a paper a thing. It well, it well, they want Janssen to be in the NHL. Maybe it's a cap thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh Jacob Magna for a fourth. I love that. Oh love dude, that, again, dude. using Carlson to boost the value of, of <laughs> the lower guys? Absolutely. Right. You it. know, and and again, Aiden Aiden Hill for a fourth round pick. Now, you know, haters will say you gave up a second and only got a fourth back from him. And I agree with that, but here's the flip side of it. Everybody was saying that the Sharks were just going to let Aiden Hill buy him out or, you know, trade him for future considerations. And they got a fourth for him. I think that's tidy business considering the circumstances around Hill. Yeah, well, um, but a lot of fans, you know, what are we trading him? Like a second? You only give up a Dude, you got fair market value, man. Assets appreciate. Assets yeah. also depreciate. Right. And also, you know, the Weatherby for Chris Guolo trade. I know a lot of people liked Weatherby, but he was struggling on the Barracuda and... Chris Cuolo's been good. I think he's been more impactful than Weatherby was. Yeah, veteran player. And so, you know, yes, uh, (laughs) Kevin asking if uh, about that trade. I liked it from the beginning. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. (laughs) Well, no, I I, look, I thought, again, it's the idea of like now he's he's framed it differently than I would have it. When we were talking about it, it was basically Merkley for cap problem for problem. Right, which right? I, I, I loved at the time, and I still do. Uh, I mean, I, and again, when I said it, I didn't have a problem with that, problem for problem. It, yeah. Mac, McDonald for Nieto, I thought the, the Nieto was a more valuable piece. 
Sure. So maybe they should have gotten a, you know, maybe a seventh along with it or something, a little something extra. I I just wonder <laughs> I just wonder in that situation, like you trade Nieto, who's a pending free agent, for McDonald, who's got another year left. I wonder if you're essentially just kicking the kicking the draft pick acquisition opportunity down the road. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's almost like, you know, Nieto for a fifth or Nieto for McDonald and then McDonald for a fifth, right? Yeah. And and so like, you know, in in hindsight, retrospect, like I probably don't hate it as much as I did. Sure. You know, I'm still not the biggest fan of it. Like again, problem for problem. Cout will be obviously the pending factor in that. Well, considering considering Ryan Merkley's already been scratched in Colorado. Well, of course. <laughs> but that'll be the the pending deal. The other thing though is that, you know, Nieto, since he's gone, the the Sharks PK has gone down a little bit, but not as much Good. as I thought it might. <laughs> so that you know, that's solid. But, I just think, like I said, I, I think most of Greer's trades, to put a bow on it, have actually been fine. I just think he's bobbled the big ones, and that's why it's kind of created a reaction, right? I mean, Meyer, Burns, Cunning, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I said it uh, earlier when the other guys were talking. And I'm like, if they pull this deal off yesterday, the day before, when they announced Mike Greer's name during the, the Marlowe celebration, he's getting booed. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and and I'm noticing, too, it seems like we're getting a lot of Devils fans in the chat, which is really awesome. No, it's thanks, killer, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us while we're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you took away our shiniest toy. <laughs> God damn. <sighs> I can't. I, I, I know it's not in our lane, but I'm just shook at what Tampa Bay gave up for Tanner Janot. I cannot believe it. I, like it has nothing to do with this podcast, Did, but I, I can't get up, over it. Well, Tampa, <laughs> Tampa gave up. They gave Calf, up a first for Goodrow, right, and two firsts for Brandon Hagel, who's been very good for them this year. But at the time they made the trade, everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> well, look, uh, it is what it is. Like you were saying, thank you for all the Jersey fans for. Uh, showing up, checking us out. We do this every Sunday, a little later in your neck of the woods, 10 o'clock for you, but 7 o'clock out here on the West. So uh, if you feel compelled, hit subscribe if you want to keep up on uh, what's going on with the Sharks and some of our other silliness. Uh, stick around for a little while because we're going to get into some other stuff, but let's do a quick wrap of what happened in three games this week for the Sharks. Uh, they started the week off. Dude. Pumping Martin Jones for nothing. Oof. That had to feel that's, good. That's the Martin Jones we all know. <laughs> Dude, in Seattle coming in, third in the Pacific, they're 3-0-1 at SAP. So you're kind of like, ooh, this could get us a little closer to Bedard, but no. Uh, this is the game that uh, Meyer was the first one that he missed. The, I think this was the only game that he was actually injured, by the way. <laughs> Besides those other two. But anyway. Oh, Lanicole coming in hot. With single dollaro. <laughs> Thank you, Lanico. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, this was uh, a, a weird game. Sharks, was this the first time they rolled 7D all season? Feels like. I believe it was, yes. Yeah, So because you got Meyer out with the uh, upper body injury. Uh, trade they, flu. Yeah, trade flu. You got Hurdle out for uh, paternity leave. Uh, yep. You know, having a new kid, so that's awesome. Two top line players out, and LeBanc still can't crack the top six. That sucks. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Remenda for like I don't know how many times calling out the Sharks in the broadcast 
their lack of playing the body, instead mm-hmm. choosing to stick check, which again is something that I've bitched about for feels like forever. The sharks. He's, men- he's mentioned that a bunch on like those board battles. Yeah, and it's like it's like do these guys know that they can actually like hit people? You know, <laughs> what a novel concept. <laughs> Sharks go seven minutes before they get the first shot on goal to start the second. But off the faceoff, Yanni Gord with a stellar own goal past Marty Jones. Oh, you love to see it. <laughs> Svechnikov would bury his own rebound. Uh, I mean, just unbelievable. Gregor gets a snipe of all people. Are you kidding? Jones, Jones was like, huh? <laughs> but Remen- dude, Remenda such a fucking good color guy. Dude called it both ways and he even said, no crying about the officials. AC Mont, uh, what he, uh, no, it wasn't an empty netter. It was a, he got Couture, I believe, helped him out on that one. But either way, this one, it's a tale of two games. First 30 minutes were kind of boring, but halfway through the second, the Sharks scored three times. AC Mont gives the fans tacos in the third with that fourth goal, and the Sharks get their first victory at SAP over Seattle. Uh, Reimer, Shvetsnikov, and Gregor are your three stars. Let's move on to Nashville if we must. Holy crap. What a shit show. Polar opposite to the Seattle game. Reimer gets yet another start, as he should. Nashville comes in 7-2-1 and one over their last 10 road games. So this screamed, uh-oh. <laughs> but you know what, though? Nashville got some tight banners. I will say that. Hottest chicken in the NHL. Coldest building in Nashville. Bachelorette party capital of the world. Oh, dude, you gotta love it. Love, I love Nashville banners. <laughs> LeBanc back on the third line. Uh, a couple of notes from this one. I don't want to like dive into the weeds. Team, the both guy or both guys, both teams exchanged shorthanded goals. Uh, but yet the Sharks go 0 for five on the power play. Uh, Randy, Randy Hahn admits that the team's record has impacted attendance during pregame. I'm just I'm in I'm tickled that the broadcast guys are finally acknowledging reality. I think that's awesome. I don't feel like, you know, <laughs> like we're denying reality. I think it's a great thing. Dude, what did you think about Sturm getting a five-minute major, then a review, then it's determined to be nothing? <laughs> you know, I I actually thought that was – I thought there was some justice there because, <laughs> like, I and, and again, you don't want to, like, you know – if somebody's legitimately hurt, you don't want to insinuate anything, right? But it it appeared to me as though, you know, Parsonen was kind of what? <laughs> how do we say selling hardcore? Dude, uh, look at Bern Oscar on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I remember <laughs> watching it, thinking like, okay, like that seems a bit extreme, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I think the right call was rescinding, uh, you know, rescinding the major there. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, Seabrook. No, dude, we're only kidding. These are memes. They're just memes, man. That Nashville doesn't have a banner. If they did, there'd be one going up next to it that said won the Genoa trade. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I cannot get over that. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> oh, what else happened in this one? Um, Sturm beats a lead pass, goes top shelf. Sturm getting his career high twelfth of the season. Gotta dig that for Sturm. That's probably the 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 best move Greer's made under his career so far for the Sharks. Generally speaking, or on the UFA signing front? Uh sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. It's definitely up there. Yeah. And and I think what's even sweeter 
is uh, two years left after this year. So uh, unless uh, unless the Sharks find themselves in a position where it's like, oh, you're doing good, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, pal. Uh, <laughs> Granlin that this year. <laughs> Granlin would score off a Tomasino pass, and Hedekin called out Ek for not picking up Tomasino in that play. Uh, Hetty noted Ek hater. Same. Of course. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the 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 thing that really got me in this one, Han, Randy Han. After Eek, I don't know if you remember this part. After Eric Carlson slapped the puck off the boards after taking the puck out of the zone during a delayed call, Randy Han goes, "You know, you don't see Ek lose it too much like that." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Like that we have like what seven, eight audio clips of him screaming at officials, going, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It, you know, how many sticks has he broken this season? Like, yeah, dude, he, that say. guy loses it from time to time. Yeah, that he's, yeah, I was going to say, at the very <laughs> least, he's broken uh, probably a season's worth of sticks. Yeah. Uh, during the postgame, Curtis Brown finally admits the Sharks won't make the postseason. <laughs> bold bold move. Bold move. Um, the, the the other thing, though, and this, this is me, it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to uh, poke the bear. Do I, it. I just found it funny. Curtis Brown, during the postgame, when they were asked about the Legends game that was going to occur the next day, Curtis Brown goes, well, we don't know what the Legend teams are going to look like yet. They literally announced the rosters two days earlier, but that's fine. You know, not all of us have social. It's cool. Uh, overall, though, shit show, sloppy game, including the officiating, a little chippy as well. Complete opposite of the Seattle game. Uh, what, and the really funny thing is, is this what they call one of those burn the tape games? How the hell do you learn if you don't actually like watch what you did wrong? No, AJ, don't you get it? They're not supposed to learn. This is the year to be bad. <laughs> like I said, oh, you've been doing good for us. We got to get rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we have we have some uh, post-game comments. Again, favorite pickup this season. Nico Sturm, a lot of it probably because of his honesty. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty lifeless performance by the group overall. I think, um, you know, although we're, we're obviously not looking too good in the standings, I thought at least one thing that was always going for us this year is that the group was uh, competing hard. We always looked like everybody was trying and, and uh, found a reason to play for something. Um, and tonight was uh, one of the rare occasions I thought were just all areas of the ice we looked uh we looked weak and, and um yeah we we pretty much lost all the battles. That's kinda what it comes down to. You know, you don't finish you don't finish your hits, you, you lose one on one battles all over the ice and made it look like their group had a lot of fun against us tonight and that's um that's tough to watch, uh, you know, as a fan I bet. The standings have uh looked tough since you know the start of the year you know we started on six and we've always find um we've, we've always found energy to play and um i think there's always good reasons to to play hard even if you if you're dead last in the league you know you can first of all you've got to play for each other you know uh you can't put the, the guy next to you in a tough spot by by uh you know leaving guys uncovered losing your battles but then there's also you know you can you can always you can play for your next contract you can play for your spot on the team next year um there's a lot of reasons to show up and, and unfortunately tonight uh didn't look like we found any of those i, I think in general starts haven't been our uh, 
our strength. I think if you always look at the, the first couple of shifts, we've given up a lot of goals or a lot of, uh, you know, even just grade A scoring chances. So um, I'm not really sure where that comes from. But um, if we if we did have a weak start, we've always found a way to, uh, you know, kind of claw our way back in. I think maybe like the the home game against Dallas, I think, is a good example. I think we were down three nothing or two nothing pretty quick, and, and we we hung in there and. Um, yeah, tonight was just, uh, yeah, it didn't look like there was any energy uh, on the squad tonight. So to uh, paraphrase term, we sucked. Hey, at least somebody knows. Right? They're going to call it out. Uh, Quinn, uh, maybe not as honest as Sturm, but remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't think we had a, I thought that, you know, from start to finish, we had a pretty good effort against Seattle. Um, tonight it was really a 180. I thought we were lifeless. I thought we were really not sharp in a lot of ways, um, and it was team-wide. You know, there weren't many guys that had good nights tonight, and you know, we've got to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And it hasn't happened often, as we've touched on, but you know, pretty disappointing tonight. We just weren't mentally sharp. I didn't think we managed the puck well. I didn't think we played at a pace. I didn't think we were physical. I didn't think we were competitive. So a pretty, uh, pretty lifeless performance from start to finish in a lot of ways. Over 82 games, you're not going to have your great, great night all the time. But you know the good teams, uh, their bad isn't that bad. And unfortunately for us, when we've had bad nights, it's been pretty bad. So you know we've got to find a way to raise our floor in a lot of ways. Not only raise our ceiling, but we find a way to raise our floor. So if you're not feeling it or things aren't going well. You find a way to manage a game and simplify it and, and fight through it and make it real difficult on your opponent, and we didn't do that tonight. Sure. I mean, dude, <laughs> do you, you? You got swept by Nashville. They're not in the playoffs last time I looked. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, he said the good team's bads aren't so bad, but... <laughs> Like Nashville's not a good team, so... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what the, what the vibe is there, but... I I don't know. I just I, and the thing is, I've liked how I've liked how honest David Quinn has been this season with the media availabilities. But I don't know. It feels like last two or three weeks, like every you know every a lot clip. Of there, there's a quote that comes out where I'm just like, did I hear that right? Uh, <laughs> see, and, and I'm still gonna go. Yeah, I know this is something that I've harped on for the last month, and this is something that we're definitely gonna talk about uh, <laughs> coming into the Chicago game. You're going to tell me that, the, that he's a significant upgrade over Bob Bugner? Like, I, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of the same type of stuff just using different adjectives and <laughs> whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it's, I don't know. I, I, I still think that maybe, I don't know, maybe Quinn is more, you know, more likely to play the young guys once they're called up. So I think mm. still, I, I would still think that that's something to keep in mind as well. But at the end of the day, maybe it's just a situation, you know, new GM. He's like, Bob's not my guy. You know what I mean? I feel you. All right. Know. Here it goes. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe day, Who's Chicago. That? Who? I've been a Sharks fan for a week. I don't know who that is. All right. Uh, <laughs> Kakinen would get back into the net. The Hawks come in on a four-game heater after being in back-to-back -back games with waved buzzer beaters. Dude, did you see either of those against Vegas or Dallas? 
Yeah. Oh, dude, that was so great. <laughs> but, dude, the Sharks needed to lose this one in regulation to help those draft odds. <sighs> <sighs> and they couldn't even do that. <laughs> Meyer's still out, of course. The big story coming into this, though, Patrick Kane was already back in Chicago. Has he been traded yet? You know, I I feel like in in the uh, you all know, the it, shit with Meyer, we did wait. Did we all forget about Patrick King going to New York? What the hell happened? Yeah, he hasn't been traded yet, but I feel like there's been a lot of back channeling there. You know, the I mean, the Rangers they called up two guys to be in the lineup tonight, but then they didn't play at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like literally, like dressed, sat on the bench, played zero minutes. <laughs> Love it. All, all part of this, you know, they're, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen this. A lot of teams are doing this, you know, uh, so-and-so will be scratched tonight for roster management reasons. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which I, I, I kind of like that. I think that's fun. Yeah, at least it's honest. Right. <laughs> we don't want him to get hurt. Uh, Meyer, I will say sounded relegated to being, t- uh, traded earlier into this. And of course what happened 24 hours later, uh, of course, were we, were we, I, I know puck. I was wondering, were we able to confirm or deny whether or not Meyer was at the retirement ceremony? I still haven't confirmed nor denied. I didn't see any photos of him that now that's not to say he wasn't there. I'm just saying I didn't see any photos or I didn't see him in any of the photos. So, uh, but Hey, it wouldn't be an NHL sharks game without giving a goal to a guy playing his first NHL game. Congrats, Gust. I was gonna say I'm 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 kind of I I'm happy super happy for him like I don't know if you read into that whole story oh, no, or I, not I but... love that but it was just it's the fact that prior to this game when you found out Gust was going in it's his first NHL game I had like 18 people tweet me and they're like dude betting the farm he gets a goal yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it took him what two minutes if that no <laughs> yeah, 20 no seconds <laughs> oh boy um but like. I, I don't know about you. It's, for all the pomp and circumstance leading in, you know, into it because of the Marley, uh, Marley, Marlowe Jersey retirement, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I don't know. I just I, Chicago scored so quickly, and then it was a lot of circle jerking, and then finally tie it up. And but I, I don't know. I just this game was kind of reminding me a little bit of the Pittsburgh game on Valentine's, where it was just. Not a whole lot going on. Some hockey was played, uh, but I thought the overtime was super thrilling. That that's the part. Yeah, the overtime. Of course, a, a lot of fans pissed off that Carlson ties it up with like so little time left, and it's like, God damn it! <laughs> Don't take the charity point. But dude, going with LeBanc, Couture, and Benino in the shootout. Remember when Bugner? Yeah, I was gonna say. Remember when Bugner would get dumped on for doing shit like that yet i don't hear quinn catching the same heat for doing these things well it's funny that you say that because um when you were talking about the differences between bob and quinn a couple minutes ago one of the people in the chat said quinn's better because he doesn't play nieto in overtime and then kevin Dude, had pointed out yes but he plays Benito in the shootout but yeah right <laughs> so i don't know i just yeah, it's very quizzical just because, like, I understand. Here's the thing. Bonino had a goal last night. I understand that. Maybe you're thinking that he's feeling it and you give him another shot. But uh, how, like, whether somebody had just scored or they haven't scored in a while, like, your best shooters are still your best shooters. Like, when's when's the last time Tomas Hurdle has taken a shootout attempt? <laughs> when's like, the last time Tomas Hurdle had a goal in a man net? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, he's had one. You know, I think he's had one goal in his last 15 games, which is not good. But well, which still, was in an empty net. Correct. <laughs> he's still one of the best shooters on the team, though. Oh, of course. But it's like we keep trading away guys. <laughs> How do you not put Carlson in there? Yeah. I mean, for Pete's sakes. Anyway, um, yeah, lots of shots, but not able to solve Morazic as much as you wanted. Kakinen, serviceable, another easy five hole let in. Ugh. I guess solidifying his spot as the you know what, effervescent backup for the Sharks. After you know what though, after that week goal though, I thought he played really well. I would say that uh, for last week when he let in a couple. <laughs> it's like, boy, after letting in those two five holes, he actually wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, uh, what, oh, God, Domi's kid, I guess, That's loses Domi. some, dude, loses some chiclets. I was second row, upper deck, mm-hmm. and I could hear Domi screaming at the officials. Really? Oh, dude, like clear as a bell. Dude, that that boy's voice can carry. But when it comes to the officiating, uh, especially when it came to some shenaniganery with uh, Couture, let's just say Quinn couldn't say what he really wanted to. Yeah, I'm going to refrain from commenting on that. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you get, get in trouble for something like that? I will get in trouble if I tell you how I really feel. <laughs> I'd get in trouble if I told you how I really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Dave in the chat just joined. Don't know if this has been discussed, but the Janot trade makes the Meyer trade look so, so bad for Greer. I, so I think bad. I think the, the Meyer trade on its own looks so, so bad for Greer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Ugh, yeah. Uh, I mean... Hot, hot Wheels. He, Hold on. Hot Wheels. San Jose shooters make zero moves in the shootout. What are, what are moves? Like a deke or something like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there you go. I knew it would take him a second, but he got there. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, heroes, I, heroes well, and zeros. Or you want to? You got you got a bow well, for this one. Well, so real quick. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. You know, the super chat mentioned it, so I figured we'd give it a mention. This is from Cap Friendly. The return on the Geno trade was such a surprise that it generated more peak traffic to the site than the Meyer trade. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh, I can't say enough good things about Cat Friendly. I really can't. Love those guys. Dude, they're the they're the bomb. Uh Heroes and Zeros. I might have done this before, but I gotta do it again, dude. It's fetch. That's Yeah, a, I had a feeling that's where you were going. Oh, dude, that's says fetch. <laughs> I mean, it's the only guy who had two goals this week. Or I should say multiple goals this week. Uh, <laughs> well, and he he's been hot too. He's he had he half of his goals this season have been this month. <laughs> so two goals and assists. Now I could have went Eklund because Chief had a four point game in in an absolute yep. throttling over Abbotsford, but I'm gonna stay with uh, Svech because that's so Svech. Okay, that, that's an Eric thing. I can't pull that off. Uh, who who's your hero, buddy? Jesus, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I would say, and 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 this is this will be the teaser. I'll get into it. Uh, Get into it later on. Uh, my hero is uh, the National Predators, which which sounds weird, okay? But they were able to get some pretty quality returns for Nino Niederreiter and, as we mentioned, Tanner Janot. And based on those, it really, really 
makes me bullish on what the Sharks could potentially get for Kevin LeBanc. And I know there's a lot of people who are haters on LeBanc, and I know there's a lot of people who like him and don't think he should go, but I just think based on kind of the terrain that's out there, you know, everything that's happened, I I think that's a good shout. And, and you know, we'll, we'll elaborate on that more, but, you know, that's that's going to be my hero. Not even somebody on the Sharks, but you know what? It helps who, the Sharks who, in a way. Who it was? I had to dip. I wanted to be surprised. <laughs> uh, I said the Nashville Predators because oh, in, hell yeah. in their trade, in, in trading away Nino Niederreiter and Tanner Janot, they made me feel really good about a potential Kevin LeBanc return. Nice. All right. So, uh, and, and I said we'll get into that later, too. All right. Uh, zero. I, I hate to say this. Everybody knows. Huge Tommy fan, but my zero. Huge. Mentioned it earlier, dude. Hurdle. One goal in your last 16 games, and that was on an empty net. Hurdle. I don't. I mean, I get it. A lot of stuff going on for you off the ice. Having your second kid is huge from what I understand. Well, now, you know what? It's personal. I'm not going to get into it, uh, but... Let's just say uh, a, lo- a lot of off-ice things happening for Hurdle, but you're paid to produce, and it's been a little slow and go, although isn't he still like third on the t- – well, of course he's going to be high on the team in scoring because they keep trading away all the good players. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was That's what I was thinking about too, right, is like just looking at everything. Like this Timo Meyer trade means that now somebody else on the goal module can 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 <laughs> rise the ranks. I, I feel like you mispronounced that. The, the module, perhaps. Uh, you've lost your enthusiasm. I'm so disappointed. Who's your zero for the week? I don't think it needs to be explained any further. Mike Greer. Okay. So let's get into the talking points of this week. Uh, look, it was all about Marlowe this week. We know that it happens from, oh no, it doesn't. This is the first time in history that the Sharks have finally retired, put a number up there into the Raptors. God, who, who, who? Who? It's uh, what, Vegas doesn't have a number in the Raptors as- Yes, they do. The- Oh, but it recognizes the victims of the concert shooting. Correct. Still a retired number, though. Okay, so technically. Okay, so I should, uh, not a retired player. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. Fair. Uh, Seattle, I believe, has 32 up, in the, but again, doesn't recognize a player. Uh, the only other teams, if I remember correctly, is the Jets in, is it, is it the Predators? Uh, the Predators sound right. The Winnipeg Jets, I believe, th- either this year or last year, I'm pretty sure they retired number 10 for Dale Howarchuk. Uh, you have to look into that one. Somebody in the chat, if you could verify. I don't think that the Jets do, but I might be uh, wrong. Yeah, so they they retired. Um, so they actually they retired number 11, uh, who belonged to uh, Rick Rippon. He used to play for them and he, you know, battled depression. Yeah. Um, so they retired his number. And then uh, 37 it was retired by the Atlanta Thrashers, but I was yeah. going to say, no, no, I'm talking current Jets. Franchise. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's the same franchise, but I've, yeah. Okay. But, um, uh, but Nashville, they don't have, is it just because they don't have any room because of all the other banners? <laughs> and there's there's other teams that don't have numbers like like Columbus. Okay, the Columbus retired Rick Nash this year, so that's one. Um, 
I don't believe Minnesota Wild have retired any numbers, or maybe they did. No, I think did they, they retire did. Miko Koivu? Oh, that sounds about right. Okay, I don't want to go down the hole. <laughs> but well, now, now, now I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, Marlowe got it retired. It, the week started off, you, you couldn't have started it more, California. Evidently, Patrick Marlowe coming back from Florida, coaching the kids and everything, had to hit up in and out. <laughs> and uh, whoever's working the drive decided to get their their uh, hat, their in and out hat autographed by Marlowe. I mean, it, that post could not be more California if it tried. All right. On Thursday, a proclamation ceremony was held at City Hall. Our own uh, puck guy was there. You can check our social media for uh, clips and pictures and all that stuff from there. But he proclaimed February 21st, 24th. 21st. Yeah, I'm a 1st, but 25th, Marlow Day in San Jose. So add it to your calendars. Uh, you can, again, check the Teal Town USA Instagram for the full reel. Uh, someone mentioned, this is really funny, someone mentioned that new San Jose mayor, Matt Mahon, appeared to be bummed that the jersey he was given to put on didn't have like his name on the back. And I'm like, dude, wait till you find out that's a Fanatics, bro. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, but went off without a hitch. That was Pretty much this whole weekend went off without a hitch. Notes from the Legends game. This was one of the coolest events I've ever gone to. Yeah, all the... the you know, some of the, the biggest names in Sharks history. You got Owen Nolan out there, uh, Dougie Murray, Danny Heatley, Jumbo, of course, Marlowe and his boys, uh, I mean, especially his kids. Uh, they were the biggest hams. It was so entertaining. Uh, Randy and Drew had open mics on the PA, and they would drop in little funny nuggets here and there. Just uh, Nabby and Shields having fun with each other. It was just... It was one of the coolest events I've ever seen, and I thought it was so great to hold it at TechCU, intimate, 4,200, smaller venue where you can really be close to what's going on because we've seen this before where they'll do like teal and white games or exhibitions like this, and they have to like put the blackout curtains up on top because they didn't sell enough tickets, right? This was an event, and we're going to talk about this in a couple seconds, but this is an event that people were – just thirsty for tickets on as it got closer. So it's, I would much rather see a smaller event completely sold out, a lot of great energy in the room versus being in a cavern. So just a, a, a fantastic event. Hope they do it again. Make it an annual thing or something. You get the legends out there. So much fun. Um, you obviously it wasn't streamed or anything like that. Were you able to like for take some reason? Yeah, that's that's the one thing that you can say was kind of a screw up. It's like you couldn't have figured out a way to stream that on your YouTube channel, San Jose Sharks, because that that would have been great. Well, it, it, especially because like it, it it's their building, it's their event, it's their network. Like, what the hell's the point? Yeah, like how is it not on the audio network? How is it not on their YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, call me. I'll I'll bring my laptop. I'll I'll do it next year. <laughs> but perfect setting for the event. Fun was had by all. Perhaps a little too much fun in my neck of the woods. <laughs> a couple buddies of mine came out, and um, let's just say we hit up an awesome tap room after the whole event was over, and, and and had a little, maybe a little too much fun. But I will say the the moment of the night. 
for me just because I, you know, I love a good gag. I love, love great one-liners. Um, we were taken in uh, for for the media group, taken in prior to the game. So we were able to talk to uh, Jumbo and Marlo, Wardo, Chloe. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. What's the other Thornton? 17. Scott Thornton. Scotty, there you go. Scott Thornton. Uh, I feel like there might have been somebody else we talked to. Again, all of this stuff is on our social media, but uh, they really had some fun things to say. But literally the area where the media kind of congregates and talks to the players is like arm's reach from the double doors that go into the locker room where they're getting changed and everything like that. And for whatever reason, Jumbo's stall was very close to the door and he's he's finished his media session it's time for him to get ready he starts stripping uh, shirt comes off pants come off he's down to these like you know purple dry fit skivvies and somebody points out to him it's like hey hey joe you, you know the door's still open right <laughs> and he kind of looks he looks over I, I can't remember who if it was like ekman or somebody or smitty but he goes hey somebody want to grab the door before i make the media real envious <laughs> dude oh my god i was like quintessential jumbo that that was that was hysterical but the the entire event was just fantastic too much fun now we move on to the blackhawks sarah you know the ceremony before the blackhawks we already covered the game but the ceremony what did you think did you watch any all whatever (laughs) i did not unfortunately (sighs) I know. I, and you know what? And you I call have to yourself say, a fan. Well, there were, you know, there were other things transpiring. Um, I feel you. But uh, here's the thing. We we're talking about big fails just a couple of minutes ago. Oh, every it feels like every retirement ceremony that's happened in the NHL the last however many years. The NHL YouTube account has put the entire thing on YouTube on on the YouTube. Mike Madonna. Marion Hosa, um, you know, a bunch more come to mind. Pecorine, like basically anybody who has had their number retire over the last five years, the entire thing has found its way to YouTube for the NHL's official account. Not this one. So <laughs> I don't know if somebody, you know, if somebody, I guess, ripped the coverage from TV and want to post it somewhere, I guess let me know. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, the, the, from what I understand when it comes to the whole ceremony for Marlo, that there were like multi, I guess on Friday, I want to say maybe Wednesday, uh, evidently there were multiple, uh, rehearsals for this whole thing. Cause they wanted it to go off without a hitch. And I thought it absolutely did. Uh, the, the, the whole teal carpet entrance, whatever they call that, uh, that was fun. It was fun to watch the players come in. Uh, Sharky was out there acting like a lunatic. You had all the media guys out there, uh, save for Randy. I don't, I don't remember seeing him out there, but Drew came out. Tara Sloan was out there. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, I understand you, you have your opening act and then you have your big name. And, and that's very much where they started with, where it's like, Danny Miller out there when the when the first na- couple of names come up from the players that are walking the teal carpet, it's you know Wayne Primo, 
and you hear, hey, <laughs> Tom Peterson, hey, good for you. You know, then all of a sudden the names start to get a little bigger. And Tommy Wingles, hey, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, Owen Nolan, Crawr! you know, Joe Thornton, Crawr! you know, Ken so, Huskins, who? <laughs> <laughs> So that was uh, a lot of fun. Of course, uh, Jerk, as you know, Who? loves himself some tchotchke. Do I? And it was free-flowing. There, there, yeah. there, there's pins, there's hats, there's shirts, there's posters, there's blah, blah, blah. You can see just be behind my head here this, uh, you know, banner, replica hey, so banner. And, I wanted to, and I the wanted poster, to ask you, the, the giveaway. I wanted to ask you about that replica banner. Sure, whip it out. So obviously you you brought up the fact that it was for sale uh, at the Sharks Foundation kiosk and online. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm told it's online. I didn't see it on the Sharks Pro Shop. I don't know where that is. It, Maybe it's, it's the Sharks the Foundation Shark. site. Yeah, it is. So my, my question for you as somebody who owns it, uh -huh. worthwhile buy? I think so. Okay. Uh, because it's, it's, so the, the difference being is, I don't know if you remember the Doug Wilson giveaway one. The one that's like a foot away from me on my desk, yes. <laughs> okay, so that's a little more replica, uh, like size-wise, you know, and it's got the little bar and, and everything like that. Yeah, it's got the string and all that. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, I don't even know what the material it is, but it's it's pretty. It's like cloth. Yeah, but it's, it's, pre it's pretty thin. This, the Marlowe banner, um, the. It looks, it looks like a, the same material as like the street banners. And you would be correct, sir. No, it's definitely vinyl. Uh, the only weird thing about this is that the uh, the the ratio, like you would like, that's awfully long. Size, you know, when you compare it to the width. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, so I was gonna, you know, I was, I saw it on, you know, the sharks. Well, somebody did the sharks or Sharks Foundation or somebody. Somebody threw out a link to it, and I was gonna buy it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to, you know, I, I I'm very nervous with buying things, so. I you know I was figured I would I knew that you were gonna have it because you like me are a Chachka person are a Chachka person so I figured I would just the thing ask I want you. there's a pin for this I want the pin that looks like the banner don't think uh, don't think I don't uh, have uh, yeah have the a end line. on that yeah let me let me know you get, hook a brother up um, so let's see so I'm just for anybody who cares right now so I'm looking online and it appears as though. Hmm. It appears as though they still have the replica Marlowe banner in stock. Um, well, I know says, Lacey in the chat saying, why did they only have a hundred banners to sell last night at the arena? I, <laughs> why I, do you think? Yeah. So they can sell out. of I, I, I don't know. So why did they only have like a handful of warm up pucks? Like how they didn't make like 500 warm up pucks. Because it's not well, like you're going to sell them, dude. They're literally selling right now. Those warm-up pucks are selling on eBay right now for like 175 bucks. Well, so I I have information on that, but I don't want to jam anyone up. So maybe that'll be a Discord thing. There you go. Uh, the other thing uh, I wanted to mention as well, um, the jersey patch. Now, which jersey patch are you talking about? Because there Fail. was one. There was one for the Legends game that is kind of it looks uh, look has a very like Top Gun look to it. You know. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then there was the one that was a patch that looks like the banner that was hung up. Um, the fact that none of those were available to buy 
huge F. Huge yeah, fail. Take fail your L. The, yeah, fail that the banner patch wasn't available for purchase. And and here's the funny thing though, is that the, the jersey that I'm wearing right now has that Marlowe 12 patch on it. I have one of those too. I remember when this first came out, everybody was going, Where do you get that? Where do you get that? And I remember I think it was Becker, somebody from the Sharks said, said, well, you know, some things have to, you know, have to be team only or stay within the franchise or whatever. And like two days after he said that these were on patch collection. (laughs) So it was like, give me a break. And I asked when I saw the, that top gun looking patch on Friday, I straight up asked, um, Becker right then and there, I go, where are those patches available to buy? And he, he just looked at me, he goes, I knew you were going to ask me that. And then he walked away <laughs> without answering the question. So, That's look, <laughs> if they show up, they show up. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It, it sucks. You know, it's again, it's that idea of, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to uh, give away uh, or we're going to leave all this money on the table. So and, and, that's and, why they can't afford Timo, dude. They won't sell patches. Well, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Like that idea, right, of like leaving you know having some things being like special for just the players like that's fine yeah, like look, i'm i'm okay with well, that well if you but, if you went and looked like all of the uh like family and um the you know the broadcasters the front office they all had these beautiful 12 pins that they were wearing last night mm-hmm. fine keep the that there you go but it's like when we're talking like jersey stuff that has to do with the jersey nah you got to let that you got to you got to make it man you're so throwing away of, money. So speaking of, so the replica banner that you were just referencing, the one that was behind you, the one that I just purchased uh, online right now. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants one and didn't get it, uh, the link has been dropped in the chat right there. It's twenty dollars free shipping, and they're not shipping out till March twentieth for some reason. So there you go. Yeah, well, it was, it was, yeah, it was supposed to be fifteen bucks if you're there, and then twenty bucks. It, to be fair, and this dude, this is a funny thing. So they're selling it at that Sharks kiosk where they, you know, have the auction stuff. Yep. Uh, they, I remember Danny with like, I don't know, like two minutes left in the first or whatever, made the whole announcement about, you know, the replica banner was sold there, but dude, and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I kind of want to pick one of those up. So I like took a walk down there and, and I think the, uh, kiosk is around what? 218, 220 or somewhere. Uh, yeah. And I yeah, was 221, I think. And I was sitting at uh 213. So I, t- you know, quick little jaunt over there. Dude, line was already like 40 people deep when I got there. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, we'll get to that in a minute too. Anyway, we got to we gotta move on. Um, so the the only thing I want to say about the uh, the Marlowe, the, the whole pomp and circumstance, again, I thought everything went off without a hitch. One of the best run things I've ever seen. I Nobody expected Barry Bonds and Raleigh Fingers and Chris Mullen to show up. That was kind of cool. But I'm, it, I'm it, surprised that hero Greg Papa wasn't there. Go ahead. <laughs> but it no, we, it had a bunch of us going. Where the hell's Jerry Rice? That guy shows up to Walmart openings. Like you couldn't get him around. Joe Montana busy tonight. But the other thing that was, I you know, it was the idea of like notable for its uh, non-appearance. No video from Doug Wilson? Yeah. You know? Because they showed a video from Brent Burns. They showed a video from from uh, Pavelski. A couple of those. Didn't see any message from Wilson. Nothing from Vinny Damfus, Jamie Baker, Dan Boyle, Jeff Friesen. 
was a little surprised that, you know, you didn't see a video, but yet we get one from Timo Solani. Maybe those guys, if they did make a video, maybe they wanted it to be private. Sure. But I mean, you can't figure out a way to say something publicly. Fair. <laughs> you know, I noticed you want it to be I, private, text them directly. <laughs> well, and, and, and Burge making a point here. I didn't see the Jeremy Roenick video. Oh, <laughs> that's not my joke. Don't give me credit for it. Well played, Burge. Well played. Oof. Oh man, how funny would it have been if he if if how like funny but a complete show of class if Marlowe had actually like name checked him as part of like players that he played with. Either way, oh man. Um. David in the chat saying Boyle was the weirdest absence. He was at the retirement announcement. From what I understand, and and I'm not saying this is a cop out or anything like that, but it's been reported by a couple people. Dan Boyle, I guess, actually had a vacation planned like almost a year ago for this weekend, far before he knew that this was all going to take place, and I guess couldn't reschedule it. Which is it, fine. It clearly wasn't with his girlfriend. <laughs> but I'm just saying he had plans. So again, something caught my eye. Uh, just the, yeah, the people complaining about selling the legend tickets for profit on third party ticketing apps and calling them greedy. And it's like, are you new to the internet? You've seen eBay, right? This has been happening for 20 years. People post things like, Oh, do, you know, are, are you also posting? Oh, that poor person. When somebody has to sell tickets for a loss, probably not. No one's forcing you to buy the tickets. Maybe buy your tickets sooner. But speaking of which, this was a big thing on some avenues of the Sharks Facebook. This breakaway pass came out. Nine games for 89 bucks, which to me is a pretty bomb deal. If I still lived in San Jose, I would have bought it. Oh, dude. All over it, right? But, <laughs> you know, a couple of the big nights aren't included, like the Women of Teal and Fan Appreciation Night. But, and I, I you know, I guess I can... I understand a little bit some season ticket holders being like, wait a minute, the you know, that's under our price and everything like that. But you know, season ticket holders, you get early entrance, you have ice insights, you have the meet the sharks event, there's other season ticket holder Christmas only events. Party. Christmas party, you get food and bev credits, you get an annual gift. So it's not like you're not getting anything for your the money that you're putting in. You know, like well, half off for like sampling with the sharks, that would probably be nice. Well, just let's let's just break it down here, right? So you get and and unless it's changed, when you have season tickets, you get fifteen dollar food and beverage credit per seat per game. I don't know if that that's still the case, but go ahead. Well, it was at one point in time, mm -hmm. and if it is, you do the math on that. Say you have to say you and your spouse, or you know, you and a parent or a child or whatever. Say you have season tickets, two season tickets. Say me and you, we got two season tickets. Hey man, that's twelve hundred bucks right there. Yeah. That the guy or girl or whoever that's buying the breakaway pass isn't getting. Mm -hmm. So I, you know what I, you know what. You like a bunch of if this, if, if this offends <laughs> you, I'm sorry, but I think shark season ticket holders. There are some that are actually really swell people and don't fall into this category, but a lot of them, they just look for stuff to bitch about. Right. And it's really not that deep. Well, the other primary issue I saw was like, you know, not being able to recoup some of their investments and sell tickets on third party apps. Because, okay, but hold on. Because of the price floor that the Sharks have in place. Now that I I I will concede. I think that is 
a solid point. I mean, you know, you can't even give tickets away because the demand is so low. I'm no fan of that price floor either. I think that's BS because they'll literally say you can't be a season ticket holder anymore if you try to go underneath that floor because they want to keep the tickets of a certain value. But it's like if the demand isn't there, who cares, right? But now all that said, again, I don't, not once did I see a single complaint from a season ticket holder when demand was high and they were selling off games for a profit. Well, no, you know, that, but at no point did I see a, no point did I see a post complaining, you know what? Someone's offering me too much money for this ticket. <laughs> right. Well, here's the other thing, AJ, when you purchase something, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, food or a, a material item or a, a or a, a tchotchke or a, an experience, whatever it is, right? If you say, I want this, I'm going to spend my own money to buy it. If it doesn't work out for you, whose fault is it? Oh, it's the sharks, right? You, obviously. <laughs> you know, it, it's those damn shark pack holders' faults. Mm. You know, like, give me a break. Like, you, you know, not to make this a, you know, a, a class warfare thing, but you have the money to afford season tickets. You chose to spend it. Go bother someone else. Yeah. Uh, blue Tuscan kid, Tuscany kid, excuse me. That $15 per seat credit is long gone. If you renew early, you get this credit. 3% off 23, 24 membership. Oh, hold on. Spe oh, to spend back in teal tokens. Oh, yeah, that's right. 3%. Teal tokens. Yes. Again, it's just kind of like, hey, you know what, everybody? It's your money. Do with it what you will. If you don't think you're getting value, spend your money somewhere else. I will say that talk to a season ticket holder, and their response were was, you know, some of the perks are meh. 15-minute early entrance is nice, but not much use besides, of you know, avoiding a longer line for the food and bev or things like the, you know, the game use kiosk stuff, you know, avoiding a long line early that you can get in real early, get food and drink quicker. Okay. Said, um, but most of the concession stands aren't ready at that time. So getting in early <laughs> to beat the rush is pointless. Uh, also said the annual gifts have been subpar quality the last few seasons, not good value. Meet the Sharks events are fun, but they're usually way overcrowded with insanely long lines. Food credit is for early bird renewal, and I end up spending two to three times longer at the food stands while under-trained staff try to figure out how to redeem it. <laughs> yeah. uh, for The floor price for Ticketmaster reselling sucks. If I want to take a loss on my tickets, I should be able to sell for whatever price I want. Agreed. Uh, Ticketmaster also has ridiculous service fees, butts in seats, parking, profit sometimes, food sold. You know, I should get that instead of wasting the tickets. Also, the blue coats are useless. I will say, uh, <laughs> since COVID, yeah, like I, I don't know about you. I mean, you you've been to quite a few games there before uh, COVID set in. The blue coats, I thought, did a, a an admirable job, and the concessions seem to roll at a pretty good clip since then. It's it's a little hit and miss, man. It is a little hit and miss. And the other thing that I will say needs to be solved with the tank, there were area, there were areas off the, uh, you know, not the main north and south entrance, but those landings, that big area that went out, that goes out to the attached parking lot that people would go out, all those big smoking sections. 
People are not allowed to go out and smoke anymore. And what do all those people do? They go around the concourse very slowly (laughs) and just, (laughs) dude, getting around the venue last night took forever. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's always been terrible. No, no, no. It's never been like this. Never. I've been to many a sold-out game, and it has never been as bad as it was last night. It was, yeah. I, I talked to somebody, they waited for the, what the, the chicken tender place or whatever. Sure. Literally said that they waited 25 minutes. Like mi- missed, like, like they said they got in line. Like the, they were thinking, okay, I'm not going to eat now, but I'm going to wait until like the first period starts. Then I'll come down. Cause hopefully the line will be dull by then. They got in a line five minutes into the first period. They texted me. They're like, "Dude, I just, I just got my food," and I'm like, "It, it was halfway through the first intermission." Yeah, the, you know, uh, proper, you know, ingress and egress for the food. That's something that that they've always struggled with. Like even, but it's it's gotten significantly worse. Like they need to put some ropes up or something to kind of, because sometimes you're walking around that concourse and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm like following a group of people that are continuing walking or if all of a sudden I'm in line for something. Well, the problem, the problem is that, you know, and, and I, I will fully admit it's been, you know, it's been a while since I've been there. It's been about three months since I've been there, but if it's unchanged, which I'm assuming it is there, they, they essentially have one line per, you know, point of sale for the food. And, <laughs> Not to which is you know maybe in some reality that makes it go quicker, but as you pointed out, the the tank really bottlenecks very easily. Yeah. Well, and so part of that what, is the fact that they added so many um, little what like they they got that little stand for cheesesteaks or this yeah. little stand for nachos or whatever. So they filled up all the space along the concourse that you used to be able to use to like move quickly. Yeah. And so all they've done is bottleneck everything. And no, I found myself a couple times where I'm just like, you know, hey, keep it fucking moving. Let's go. You know, (laughs) see, that's why that's why the hack, if you will, the hack is to either have. And again, obviously, this requires money and commitment. The life hack for going to the tank is to get tickets that are either club tickets or sweet tickets. Cause yeah, because you, you don't know, want to be on the concourse, man. Right the the club level and the suite level, man, you can you can haul ass on those. Oh, levels. dude, you can move around <laughs> so freely about the yeah. cabin. You uh, know, I, I just think you know, <laughs> Ruben talking about that they've hired third party ushers, quote yellow jackets, to replace the employees that left the company during COVID. Yeah. Still, their training isn't up to par when it should be. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I've I, I've heard that too, and obviously, you know, since I've moved away from there, I obviously don't go to as many games as I did when I lived there. But yeah, I've heard you know talking to people heard the same things. The games I've gone to gone to experiencing the same things. But you oh, know, dude. I feel like I feel like with the ushers, it's hit and miss. You know what I mean? Like there are some yeah. ushers I've I've had in my section or I've encountered with who are, are really incredible people, and then there are other ushers, and I'm not going to call any names out here, but. You know, I can remember a time Kevin Lacey and I were at an event at the tank and he, Kevin, you know, somebody tried to get fresh with Kevin 
And the usher came down and said, well, why are you, said to Kevin, well, why are you in this section? And Kevin was like, um, excuse me, this guy just tried to get fresh with me. And, and, you know, by get fresh, I mean, you know, tried to start a rumble. And I'm like, thinking, I'm like, what kind of behavior is it where, you know, somebody almost gets into a fight and the question is, <laughs> well, why are you here? It's like, what? And I've, you know, I've been at other events where, you know, um, I've literally had an usher standing in front of my seat talking to the person sitting in front of me. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? So uh, see, for me, it's the, the things that have gotten out of hand it, when it comes to the blue coats is the fact that they don't enforce the whole, the puck is in place, sit the fuck down. That's my biggest gripe, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole Especially thing. Especially because it's painted on the stairs. Dude, I mean, one. all of that, but it's like allowing people to go when the puck is in play. It's like, no, no, no. I remember like being in, I don't know, fifth, sixth row in the upper deck, and the puck is in play. And, and, and I usually like to sit on the aisle. Puck is in play. There's somebody in front of me. Puck is in play. The person in front of me gets up and starts to walk down, and the blue coat just like throws up the hand and says, no stay there until you hear the whistle. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> you waited this long to take a leak. You can wait five more seconds. Well, not only that, dude, <laughs> but you know what? Some of that blame is on the Sharks as well because they don't make that announcement. You know, stay in your seats until the play has uh, has ceased. They don't make that announcement until the first commercial break of the second period. No, that that it literally needs Which to be made every fucking every TV timeout. Every every moment where Danny Miller opens his mouth, that <laughs> needs to be said. Yeah, I'm telling you, repaint the <sighs> words on the steps, <laughs> like Christ Almighty. I'm telling you, yeah, they, help us out is what we're trying to say. Help us help you. Here, pull, pull up, you know, if you see Kevin's comment there, he's he's referencing, no, two oh. up. He's referencing what I just brought up when, what Kevin and I were talking about. With oh, the sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, you know, hot take transpires. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, many people are saying, oh, that could be a new, new, is that, do I, do I smell a new segment? Many people are saying, I like that, uh, that we have seen the last of the stealth jersey. A new alternate Sharks jersey will debut next season. Uh, this should be interesting since, as we know, next season is the last for Adidas producing NHL jerseys. Can't wait to see who gets that contract. Yikes. Uh, some fans said, though, good, they always lose in those. But did they? Well, they kind of did. I, hate, I, know what you're, I know what you have to do is important, but I, I hate the fact that people think there's a jersey curse. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. It, it's silly. So 18 and 19, they were 500, 6 and 6. Following season, 15 and, or 19, 20, they were 5, 4 and 1. Essentially, also 500. They didn't wear them in 2021 because of the heritage and reverse retro. They didn't wear them this season because of reverse retro 2.0 and, of course, the new Evolve jerseys. The only other time was 21, 22, where they were 2 and 9, and they did get shut out twice. But if you'll also remember in 21-22, the Sharks overall kind of sucked. So I don't understand how you blame that on the jersey. So two of three seasons, the team wasn't very good. They had one season where, you know, hockey 500, 5-4-1. Five, so 
Look, if you want to talk about never winning in a, in a set of jerseys, may I introduce you to the current teal set that they're wearing right now? <laughs> they have six home wins. Should we burn those? Well, here's <laughs> you know here's, what I mean. I do, and, and and you know, here's the other point that we've made we've made before as well, right? You know, people always freak out about these specialty jerseys. They say, oh well, the Sharks have lost X percent of their games in this jersey. Well, here's the thing. Right. The how many, you know, of the 41 games uh, in in a regular season, you know, let's we'll go back to last year. How many of those 41 games do the Sharks wear their teal jersey? Twenty nine. No, that feels like a low number. No, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one. How many games you wear the stealth jersey? Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, ish. So if you. So if you say, oh, my God, the, shark, the Sharks are 55% in the teal jersey and they're 10% in the stealth jersey, well, yeah. No, here. They barely wear the stealth jersey. Hold on. Here, here's where 4D chess and, like, critical thinking comes into play. Sure. The stealth jersey, last I looked, they wear them on a specific night. Thursdays. Maybe it's just they suck on Thursdays and it's not the jersey. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. This is my take on the matter. If you believe there's a stealth jersey curse, you also believe that Santa Claus exists. You, hey. you can't you have to have both. And <laughs> if you if if you believe Santa Claus exists and you're over the age of five, you're liable to be made fun of. <laughs> um you know, I was talking with a friend of mine, and he's not that into hockey, but he did ask what I thought was a pretty good question, and it's something that I was like automatically you thought you like you came into my head sure he goes if eric wait a minute eric carlson's supposed to be awesome right if he's so awesome and everybody knows the sharks like like fine to trade him why aren't teams tripping over their dicks to get him and i was like it's a solid well, question i mean there's a thing called the salary cap okay then ahead. but that's the whole thing it's like you know the other you know the oilers were reported to they want the sharks to eat 40 percent. sharks will say 20 but it's like well, if he's so great, isn't he worth it? Or how is how are they not figuring out a way to get this deal done? Like, shouldn't they be throwing everything? To, okay, well, you're only going to eat 20, but what do you think about this, this, and that? We'll replace your team bus and give you fresh skates and a new skate sharpener along with these pieces and these picks. And the, Either way, the, the point being, it's like, oh, Car Carlson is this amazing? Why aren't there more teams making a play for him? Why are why are essentially like the Oilers the only one in the combo? <laughs> you know? But anyway. Uh bet alert. I owe you a crispy fiver. That that yes, goddamn that goddamn Seattle win clinched it. Because they I lost mean, all the other dude. <laughs> I said three of nine and they literally won three of fucking nine, dude. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh you said jump and I said how high. And <sighs> I jumped the right height. Dude. So you know what? Three Here's of the nine. Thing. God damn it. I was so close. I mean, I nailed it. I hit the over under, bro. So right. So if you go so if you go back to last season's wager, this now makes us even one for one. Because uh, we did one last year as well that you won by yeah. uh, you know, if you're if you're just looking all time, if you're looking this season, sure. I'm up on you. But okay, so I have the way to get it back because on that particular show. Uh, the other thing is uh, they had to win nine of their final 31. 
And okay. they, they have three wins so far. So they have 21 left. So if they win six games, I owe you another crispy fiver. Six of the next 21? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> but you also have to take into account they Montreal keep trading away, away talent. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. This is, I mean, dude, it's a thinker, isn't it? Because, I mean, God willing. <laughs> the dude. I'm just saying, like, Montreal, like, you should have that. But St. Louis, I don't know. Could be, you know, you get Bitch Bennington that night. Who knows? Capitals. Mm, and then you get that three game roadie. You would think that Winnipeg, Colorado, and St. Louis should be able to take care of Biz. Either yeah, way, there's you, you got to find six wins out of that group. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it, but we'll see. We we will see. It sounds attainable, but that, then that, I that's think the whole thing. it sounds so simple. But then I think about this team. I think about who they're playing, and I'm like, oh shit. Maybe uh, not. And then again, they keep trading away players that are like good. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Sharks Foundation raised sixty-seven thousand plus with their sampling with the Sharks event. Um, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. But, <laughs> however, based on photos from the event, at four hundred dollars per person, the event looked to have a very small attendance. So the so the people who showed up, obviously, they cracked open the checkbooks like a like a mother to to raise that much money for the auction, and everything like that. So good on the foundation. Maybe make the price point a little more financially friendly and get a few more people in there and maybe sell some more stuff. Who knows? Or maybe have other events. Yeah, well, like, here's my know, point. Bowling. Here's my point. You know, hopefully next season that after we get beyond COVID finally forever, whatever, they're going to bring back some events, you know, that have the more casual fan in mind that, uh, you know, at a friendlier price point, maybe beers with the Barracuda. I would go to that in a big way. Uh, you know, you get some local brewers involved. Narrative fermentations right down the road. Great local brewery. Um, maybe do game night. Have fans like play games like cornhole and bubble hockey or air hockey. You can set up all that stuff on the ice surface. Yeah, obviously, it'd be covered. But do, or even do an outdoor event on Obama Boulevard. During the day before the season starts or something. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do that you can, I mean, let's, can we be honest for a second? You know, say it, baby, say it. Do it. Can we be honest? It's sampling with the sharks. That's a, you know, I don't want to say, oh, let, me, let me push my nose up a little bit. Oh, it's a bit of a snooty event, is it not? Let's get something a little more blue collar. Maybe something a little more geared for the college crowd or a little younger somewhere in there that the kids can take advantage of it too so anyway hey take my ideas that's fine all i ask for is a couple free tickets it's cool so around the division and we'll, we'll touch on a, a few more things here before we get out but uh, a couple of things around the nhl we already talked linus Olmark. did uh have, have you already seen the vesna his name's on it right I, I was gonna say if if uh, if he didn't win the Vez, if he wasn't you know earmarked for the Vesna, <laughs> he before, did this week <laughs> before Saturday. He is now. Jesus. 
Uh, Blues coach Craig Berubik uh, evidently calling out his team, saying the players don't care, play with zero emotion, passion, inspiration, accuse them of being paid too much. Um, uh, Bennington, sure, but what about the other guys? <laughs> I mean, is this team just – did they just fall apart this season? Well, it, it, I feel like with the Blues, it was kind of a perfect storm, right, where everything – like everything sort of went bad for them all at once. Um <laughs> But the thing, and, and, you know, again, we, you know, we're of the, you know, kind of horse eyeing the team that looks poised to make big moves. You know, we, we definitely get a enjoyment out of doing that. Sure. I don't like, I look at what the blues have right now in terms of like players and all that kind of stuff and what they're up to. I don't see them as like, yep, we're stripping it to the bolts and it's all over. Like to me, this is a quick retool. And with three first round picks, like they choice, Dude, they you... make some spicy moves. Like I thought they were a sleeper pick for Meyer. And I, I was about to ask, them. dude, were you kind of like rooting that they would kind of, you know, curb stomp New Jersey on the way in on Meyer? You know, I was hoping that they would. I just, I, I don't know. Meyer would have made sense for them, like salary cap wise, but I'm looking at, looking at what they're working with on the blue line. I could see them be a sleeper for Jacob Chikrin. I mean, dude, three first round picks. We, dude, every year I talk about it, you can go look at my tweets for the last six years. <laughs> every year I talk about it, the most dangerous team at the trade deadline is the team with multiple firsts. Oh, of course. Now, St. to Louis be has, fair, St. Louis is three. To be to be fair, at one point, your Twitter feed had something along the lines of "Watch out for Arizona." <laughs> you know what? The, there wasn't a. Uh, there wasn't a time limit on that. <laughs> so as long as long as they do something within their like, existence, like get a new building. <laughs> oh, <shit>. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, what do we got here division wise? Because it certainly well, tightened up on the uh, western side. You got something else? Yeah, I did. I did have one thing that I I alluded to earlier with Hero Zero, and I wanted to bring it up. I'm, I want to take your temperature on it because hey, no. you know I, I don't want to be mean, but <laughs> take you know, it, the, baby, take it. The the mouth breathers kind of came after me a little bit. Oh, to, uh, to be fair, I was kind of eyeballing your Twitter. You, I I don't want to say that you're stoking the fire, but you're certainly <laughs> you're certainly not doing a lot to put it out, sir. What you you mean? Quote tweeting people and saying, "Look at this clown! <laughs> Look like, at this slap dick!" <laughs> I I do I do feel kind of bad because somebody did get into my mentions and I I did quote tweet and I did say, you know, put on your clown shoes. The circus is in town, <laughs> and I do I I feel bad because that person deleted their tweet. So I, Aww, I the see. tweet that I do feel bad, but at the same time, like don't come at me with dumb shit, right? Well, do your homework. So anyway, so here's the thing, and and this, like I said, I I did a lot of uh, on the top, as I said on the top of the show, I did a lot of R and D on this one, and I'm curious to know your thoughts. Okay, whip it out. So as I'm sure you saw yesterday, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, those guys, they traded for Nino Niederreiter. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. This is the LeBanc comparison. Yeah, they. <clears throat> Excuse me. They traded for Nino Niederreiter and they gave up a second round pick in 2024. Now, Nino Niederreiter, he's got one year left on his deal, making four million bucks. Why does that sound familiar? And you know who else has one year left or uh, one year after this year left on the deal and making around four million bucks? I want to say Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc. 
Nino Niederreiter is on pace in an 82-game season to score 41 points. You know who else is on that same scoring pace this year? I want to say Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc. So same, roughly the same, Maso Menos, roughly the same cap hit. Dude, flip it, man. I see Kaut Merkley all over again. Here's the thing. No, no, no. That, no, no, no. That's not where I'm going with this. Oh, okay. uh, the, the Jets acquired Niederreiter because obviously they're going to make the playoffs. But so Niederreiter and LeBanc, s- same-ish cap hit. No, oh, I'm sorry. What did uh, what did they get for Niederreiter? Uh, uh, Nashville got a 2024 second for for him. Oh, you're telling me the Sharks would get a second for LeBanc? Hell, yes. Thank so, you. So, so hold on. So again, same-ish cap hit. Same Where, where did left. they take LeBanc? Sixth round? Sixth round, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second round. Thank you. Same-ish cap hit. Same years left. Same point pace. If Nino Niederreiter gets you a 2024 second, couldn't you conceivably say that Kevin LeBanc would get you a 2024 second? I would take a 2024 third. Me too. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like, again, same cap hit pretty much. Same years left. Same point scoring pace. And I had people in my replies, LeBanc sucks. And it's like, <laughs> I did the homework for you. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, the numbers would disagree, sir. Yeah. So I, and now do I think that's likely? I, it's hard to say, but I think right there is perfect proof that like LeBanc, LeBanc is not a cap dump. I think that's what no. I'm trying to say. And, and it came out today, you know, Pagnota put it out there. You know, the Sharks are looking to move Kevin LeBanc. All indications are LeBanc might want to go somewhere else. Like, if I'm Mike Greer, I'm 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 bringing the 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 Winnipeg Nashville Niederreiter trade with me, and I'm saying, hey, this is what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, dude, how can you not? Yeah, I just, yeah, I I man, what I dude, now that's some Doug Wilson 3D chess shit right there. You know, a player that you took in the sixth and you flip him for a third or a second. I'm, with right. where the team is at now, like that's the that's. Perfect asset management, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I was I was just more like like because I when I saw Niederreiter get traded, I was like, well, wait a minute here. Because what's, like, what's LeBanc? 26, 27? LeBanc is he's a year younger than me, so yeah, t- gonna be 27 if he's not already. Yeah. So like, yeah, dude, make it make it happen, Captain. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. So like like I see Niederreiter get traded, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay. This guy's scoring at the same pace. He's making the same money. He's got the same term. Like, is this not a comparable situation here? <laughs> We're not taking talking the same language, right? Like to me, you know, again, the whole thing. Well, you know, this guy went for this, and this guy, you know, like it just. Dude, my point in bringing that up is that I don't think on trade deadline day it's going to be you know LeBanc and a third for future considerations. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, the, here, you know? here's okay. Now here, it's a good way to segue into this. Have we seen the biggest splash between now and deadline day? For the well, Sharks or generally speaking? No, in, in NHL at large, was Timo the biggest splash? Do you think, well, actually, I'm going to phrase this two ways. Was Timo the biggest splash? Go ahead. Well, you, you sort of have to qualify it because I don't think Timo Meyer was the sexiest name available, but I think he was the best no, player. No, 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 the, oh, no. No, okay, see that? Nah, ha, ha. <laughs> so far, Timo, biggest splash? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then. That's what I'm saying. Now, to follow that up, are we done? Unless what? you count Tanner Janot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but are we done? 
is there a bigger splash? I mean, I can't see the Patrick Kane. Well, yeah, but dude, we're not going to see that many moving parts in a deal for Kane between the no, Rangers what, and Chicago. I, I think you'll see a lot of moving parts, but different moving parts, like you know, third team salary retention. Pro, you know. Oh, you think a Ross, third team's going to be involved in that? Dude, even it, <laughs> do I think a third team? Well, no, because there was a lot of speculation that today for the Marlowe deal is like, why is this taking so fucking long? Oh, well, there's a third team involved. And then that ended up not to be the case. It had to do with injury and, you know, some guy would, we're not sure and blah, blah, blah. Even here's the, here's the thing. Even, even if the Blackhawks retained 50% on Patrick Kane, that makes him a five and a quarter million dollar player. The Rangers only got two million in space. So there's going to be there you're going to need the first so is, is Bill Guerin sliding in here going we got space again? If GMMG should slide in here because Mr. Mike Greer, sir, all of the sudden has got 3.3 million dollars in space right now and that's not including trading Benino um, or Reimer sir, or LeBank. Sir, I I feel like you need to tweet that now to get their four scene points. Maybe I will. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, here's the thing, Greer, Mike Greer. You traded Timo Meyer. This, that's the, that that was the move to set everything in motion. Like, it gives I, you the flexibility. Well, it gives you flexibility, but not only that, you traded away your ace in the hole. That means that everything is on the table. Like, and I'm telling you right now, AJ, whoever score, let, write this down. Whoever scores the first goal for the Sharks on Tuesday, getting dealt. <laughs> Please be LeBank. Please be LeBank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this is our annual reminder, by the way, with the deadline coming up on Friday. Uh, watch out for the fake tweets, man. Please. You know, especially now that everybody can buy a blue check mark. <laughs> no kidding, dude. You know, and also look out for the slap dicks who will like retweet something from five, seven years ago that could be applied to the current day. Looking at you, jerk. You've caught people with about. you've caught people on that fucking web. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so right now, last I looked, dude, six points separate. Are 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 we? We're locked in with the top four of the of the Pacific, and I would say the Central, right? Hmm. I mean, dude, Calgary is six points behind Seattle. Yeah, and you have six points separating. Points. Excuse me, four points. You're right. But Calgary just it's I feel like they, you know, they've already checked out. Like it's just I, so. I, I feel like they've checked out. I feel like Seattle, even though over the last ten Seattle's lost a couple more games. I feel like Seattle might bounce back now. Of course, the thing that's going to, you know, hit me in the face is um, they still have Martin Jones, AJ. So we don't know. Uh, but I still just, I don't know if Calgary is going to be able to bounce back, especially with Seattle having a game in hand right now. But six points separating Vegas and Seattle. Are you, are you kind of surprised at all that Vegas has been able to, because they dipped a little bit. They've been able to get back to the top of the Pacific despite Stone being LTIR and Eichel not exactly lighting the world on fire. I mean, I, I'm not really surprised just because even with Mark Stone being hurt, like they've got a good team. And last year, what I don't really think was fair to judge them just because everybody was hurt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But 
Sure. You know, and and they've definitely, you know, Eichel's been good. You know, every the guy they're getting really good scoring from their depth, right? I mean, they've got, you know, they've got eight guys who are over thirty points right now, and so I just, you know. Good goaltending obviously helps as well, but I, I'm not surprised by the Golden Knights, and I think if they, you know, they seem to be out on Kane, and obviously they're out on Timo Meyer, but, you know, if they can use that LTIR space from Mark Stone, you know, if they can pick up a quality player, I don't know who that is, Kevin LeBanc, but, <laughs> you know, if they can pick up a quality player, like, I think it only makes them better. <sighs> Man, I, I'm... I'm and, be... and here's the thing, we want teams in the Pacific to be better, right? Sure. <laughs> But here's the thing that that is really kind of a a dick punch. You you go down that line where by points percentage, right? Vegas, L.A. very close behind. Then Edmonton, then Seattle. And would it surprise you that three out of those four teams, or I should say, one out of those four teams, has a negative goal differential? Dude, you look at the top eight teams yeah, in in the West. There's a team there with 74 points. They're literally third in the entire West. And they have a fucking negative goal differential. Like, how is how does that compute? That is just, it, huge, as they say. Well, I just I just think like <laughs> you know, if you really want to, you know, amazing. zero, if you really want to zero in, right? Like, I think LA, I mean, they've. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, they're lucky that the, they're lucky that the division has been really kind of crappy this year because they've, they've struggled. You know what I mean? I mean, certain, obviously. They haven't they, struggled that much. They certainly haven't struggled at home. No, and no, and what I mean, like, obviously they're a good team, right? But in terms of like going on a run and like looking, you know, really strong, like being able to like puff out their chest and say, yeah, you know, look how good we are. You know, their guys have taken a step back, right? I mean, you know, the, you know, Dino and Trevor Moore and IFALO, that was a big line for them last year. They haven't been the same thing. The, it feels like for a hundred years, the Kings have been looking for a freaking right-handed defenseman. <laughs> and um, they, Hello. <laughs> we happen to have one. Well, so, and, and there's, you know, obviously they've had, you know, a lot of controversy with their goaltending this year. I mean, their best goalie has a 901 right now. Well, so, dude, it, I remember at the beginning of the season, like a lot of people are like, oh, let's enjoy Quick on his swan song. And this is going to be the new evolution of Cal Peterson. And it's like, where's Cal Peterson right now? Yeah, Cal Peterson's been brutal. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like barely keeping a job in Ontario. Right, which is why, <laughs> you know, the the Kings the Kings have been linked for linked to, rather, Jacob Chikrin for shit, probably two years now. And, you know, there was a little nugget that had come out a couple weeks ago, like, you know, if the Kings are able to swing for Chikrin, you know, they're going to try for Karel Vimelka, the Coyotes goalie. They're going to try for Vimelka as well, you know, because their goaltending is shit. And I'm like, man, like you, you, you talk about being in a crappy division and trying to separate yourself from the pack. That'll do it. <laughs> oh, John, John up in here. Thank you so Huge. much. AJ and Jerk, always good to hear your take. The trade, meh. Yeah, we're right there with you, sir. In fact, you may have overrated that with meh, as far as we're <laughs> concerned. Uh, the Central, also very tight. Dude, three points between first and fourth. So, I think we we, we are where we are for the most part. I mean, maybe 
Calgary sneaks in, but I think that's that's going to be it's going to be tough. I don't know, but hey, if there's a coach to make it happen, Sutter can pull some buttons, man. So you, so are you think? Because I, because I feel this way, you think that what the playoffs would be if the season ended today, and what the playoffs will be when the season actually ends. You think it's going to be exactly the same? No, you don't think so. You think Calgary steps up? Uh, no, I think Edmonton might make a push for winning the division. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I just meant in terms of the teams that are going to the playoffs, not necessarily placement. Hold on. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> so like <laughs> the, the, so the we have eight... Winnipeg right now. We have Winnipeg, Seattle, Calgary. You can almost say Nashville is making a play. I'm sorry. Everybody under that St. Louis, Vancouver, Arizona, you're done. You're gone. See, see, cause here's what I'm saying. The eight Western conference teams that are in a playoff spot right now. I think those are your eight playoff teams. That's oh, see, I don't know, man. I like is Cal. I mean, dude, Calgary has been average to crappy all year. Are they going to all of a sudden not be? I don't think so. No, but again, it's that whole idea of if Seattle decides to play Martin Jones for an extended amount of time. <laughs> That's fair. So in in Nashville, they don't really like, have a choice though. <laughs> but Nashville has games in hand. You know, maybe something freaky happens there. I don't know. I, I mean, Nashville just dumped away two of their top nine forwards. Exactly. By all indications, they're not done. So yeah. So it's you know what? Let's let's revisit this next Sunday after the deadline's over. Sure. Because who knows? Uh, Nashville could end up with Janot. No, wait, what? I don't know. Let's move on. This this. This feels like this may have gone on a little too long, but I don't Maybe. know. It could. It, shit happens. Hey, but you know what? Uh, for everybody who has joined us tonight and, and you're still rolling with us, all I can I can really tell you guys. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. Super appreciate it. The, the fact that we've hovered above 100 live viewers for the entire two hours and six minutes. Beauty. It's crazy. Beauty. I used to... Uh, I, I used to hover. I'm just saying. Whatever. Okay. We're already. Ooh, Barracuda. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. The Barracuda. What a great start. What a crappy ending. <laughs> Cuda went one and one. Oy, oy, oy. A 7-2 victory over Abbotsford up in oh, the Pacific North. West Eckland put on a display, throwing up a career high four point night. If I remember correctly, was that like two goals and two assists? Somebody help me out. I know, Lacey, yeah. I know Lacey's got the tip on that, but dude, season high victory for goals. Um, who's that guy that I can't pronounce his name? Pouliot, Pouliot, pull it <laughs> yeah. out. What's his name? Pull it out, Derek, Derek Pouliot, pull it out. I like pull it out. Uh, three assists, VL three assists, Robbins a goal, two assists, man stops 37 to 39. Gotta dig it. And I will say, dude, I haven't been able to catch a lot, but it seems like those tilts between the CUDA and the Abbotsford Canucks, those have been the most exciting this season. The ones against Coachella, not so much. But against Abbotsford, whoo, baby. Those have been something to see. 
And then it all went sideways when they went down to Ontario. (laughs) 6-1 loss. VL scores the only goal. So, hey, VL had himself a week with a goal and three assists. Uh, Man only stopping 23 of 28. So I think what that says is that man gets better the more shots he sees, I suppose. Kuda 21, 26, and 4. Still on the outside looking in of the playoffs at 8th. They will play three this week at Coachella. Oh, crap, at Coachella. Shit. Hosting Ontario and then Coachella again. Jesus Christ. But the fun part is the Coachella game is 80s night at Tech CU. I may have to make a run. You have seen the photos of me, good sir. I, I know how to do the 80s. I'm just saying. Uh, also, Kuda season tickets for next season have gone up. They are available. Some great deals on there. I got to tell you, that's probably going to be the move for me. Next season, I might have to go season tickets to the CUDA. A uh, lot easier to, to to navigate around there. It's just such an intimate experience. Every time I go to Tech CU, like I'm I'm not here as their spokesperson or anything like that. It's just too much goddamn fun to watch games there. It's such a cool experience. So if you haven't tried it, go go watch a CUDA game live there. So much. It's a, a, just a scotch more chill, which totally hits it. Uh, John John is back on the Super Chat. Well, with the top score gone, can we tank bad enough to secure the poop trophy for number one? Is anybody going to beat Columbus to the bottom, Jerk? I mean, I, I, I can't see it happening. I think Chicago is certainly doing their best to try. Dude, you know, Chicago's I- better than San Jose right now. Yeah, but, you know, they're going to trade away Patrick Kane. They're going to trade away Sam Lafferty. They're going to trade away Jake McCabe. I mean, is there any way we can bribe Columbus to, like, sit Gaudreau and, I don't know, for the rest of the season? (laughs) I mean, you look, I mean, you look at, look at those. Here's the thing. This is why the Sharks, at this point, now that Timo Meyer is gone, this is why the Sharks need to, you know, adopt the 2014 Buffalo Sabres mindset of, hey, you're doing too well for us. You're gone, is because. Chicago, Anaheim, and Columbus, the three teams that are beneath San Jose, they've all still got good players to move out. Well, the thing that really gets me is that goddamn charity point for the Sharks. Yeah. They <sighs> really love they really love making it close. Oh, dude. If they just drop like six of the six of those, they're comfortably at the bottom. Just half. Just half. That's all we we're asking. All right. Tweet of the week. This is fun. Not necessarily uh, hockey-related, but fun for those who uh, you know go to games, concerts, sporting events, whatever. Uh, this Earlier this week, there was a tweet that said, the San Francisco Giants at Oracle Park are announcing $9 beers, which at first, on its face, you go, yay, that's great, because one of my favorite shots uh, in social media history is some dude at a Minnesota Wild game holding up this massive sign that says, why are beers $14? My user are my spirit animal. So, of course, the devil is in the details. These previously $14 beers that are going to be nine for this season, it's domestic draft. Fourteen. These are not Sierra Nevada. These are not Anchor Steam. These are not IPAs. This is your Colorado Kool-Aid, your, your beer kind of disguised as water. Those are going to be sold for $9, and they're only going to be at Doggy Diner Stands in Section 415. So they're only going to be at specific places, not throughout the park. But then 
They said, oh, but prices elsewhere at the ballpark, including other beverages and food, they're only going to go up slightly 2 to 3%. So this is how we're making that money back. Either way, the $9 mark for Oracle Park's cheapest beer ranks the Giants as the eighth worst among Major League Baseball teams, tied with the Brewers. My point being, when do we get to the point of fans are being priced out on all of the food and Bev and Mer- how much, when you go to a game at Vegas, like what, what's the slice of pizza going for there? Like 20 bucks. Uh, I don't know. Cause I don't eat at the arena for see? that exact reason. And <laughs> see, and there you go. Stop pricing out fans is what I'm saying. Are you allowed Usually, to, are you allowed to bring in food? To uh, no. T-Mobile? No, I do not. No, you cannot. Sorry. Oh, see, that's kind here's, of jacked up. Here's but, the play. But to be fair, though, T-Mobile has a whole bunch of stuff. Like New York, New York has like, what, 1,800 restaurants to eat at before the game? Yeah, so so here's the play. So there's different, you know, I work on the Strip, so I kind of have like the ability to, you know, get off work and go get something to eat before going to the game. You know, it's not like I have to travel far, right? Mm-hmm. And so... You know, so usually my play, it, it depends because, you know, sometimes I'll have a late lunch and I'm like, you know what? Late lunch kind of means late dinner. I'll just go to the game and figure it out later. And so after that, you know, the play is, you know, you, you, you've you been there before. Sure. Um, you know, maybe it's one of the one of the lucky times that the Sharks beat the Golden Knights in Vegas. And, you know, it's it's 1030 p.m. on a Thursday. You're feeling a little froggy. And it's like, you know what? I could go for some. I, I, I could go for some uh little Detroit pizza, a little something, something. No, 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 no. A little uh, you know, a little McDonald's French fry, you know, put the Jack put the, the container Yeah, or Jack in the Box, you know, put the container in the cup holder and uh, you know, eat as you go kind of deal. Let it rock. <laughs> um you know, if I'm feeling hungry before the game, you know, I mean there's there's so many options on the strip, you know, but there's there's, you know, like cheap options too. You just gotta look in the right place. You know, uh Shake Shack is right there, which is Oh, a solid spot. Um, you know, I, I tend to usually eat after the game, even though it is late just because, you know, the strip can be kind of a nightmare trying to drive it, but you know, (laughs) there's so, there's so much going on outside of the arena. My personal opinion is that if you're eating at the arena, it's kind of a waste. Yeah. Especially in that regard. Finally, the, did you see these articles about, um, who was it? And I'm sure somebody will correct me in the chat, but uh, is it Disney or Warner or something? They're like, fuck you and your regional sports networks. We're out. Yeah, uh, Warner Brothers. They they have a uh, they have a um, uh, a subsidiary subsidiary whatever that um, <laughs> does that does the games for the Golden Knights, the Kraken, and the Penguins. Yeah, but I I heard there was there was like a whole bunch well, of others yeah. involved, like the Kings yeah, other or sports. no, there was some other hockey teams involved. Oh, okay, it was no, like I the know, Avalanche and the Kings and you no, know. So, so there's two different situations going on. So, the thing with Warner Brothers is that one is Penguins, Kraken, Golden Knights, and then the all of the teams that are on the the Bally's Sports Network, which was formerly Fox Sports, and then when Disney bought Fox, they turned around and flipped Fox Sports to someone else, and it got rebranded, the whole thing. Bally Sports, they filed bankruptcy. And so that and so that impacts a lot more teams. You know, like I said, the, the thing with Warner Brothers, it's, it's Pittsburgh, it's Vegas, it's Seattle. The thing with Bally's Sports, you're looking at 
L.A., Anaheim, uh, Arizona, St. Louis, Minnesota, um, a lot of some other ones too. Tampa Bay, Florida. Like it's almost, I would say it's at least a third of the league that is affected by Bally's filing bankruptcy. But but we haven't even talked about like the NBA. The, or, yeah, correct. You know? Yeah, that that's just focuses on the NHL. Yeah. So it just I, I'm. What do you think? Uh, how does this alleviate? Because look, in this market, let's can we can we be can we speak honestly and say the Sharks out of the teams that are featured on Regional Sports Network, which includes the Athletics, the Giants, the Warriors. Sharks, I'm quite sure, uh, probably bottom of the totem pole on that. Yeah, they're somewhere there with the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, maybe the A's as well. I mean, if you extrapolate attendance to viewership, who knows? Uh, but at, le- at least they're still here. Well, how do you think this gets solved? Does does a league need to come in and put some skin in the game? To, like, I, I just, I don't, well, I don't get how you fix this because you have to take into account as well as I'm old enough to remember life before regional sports networks which mm-hmm. I I grew up in the Bay Area ugh, the Bay Area we we might have seen the Giants twice a week maybe three times a week if it was against the Dodgers and it would be on channel two and they, and there would be people that were pissed off because normally that's when, you know, some show they want to watch was on and the Giants interrupted it and they would have to delay the broadcast or whatever. The regional sports network took over all of that. Now, still here locally, the Giants are still, last I looked, their Friday night home games are broadcast on NBC Bay Area versus the regional network. But it's just odd to me that, you know, for the when I grew up, there was no such thing as a regional sports network. I remember the Sharks, when they first came into existence, their home games were shown on Sports Channel, which you had to pay for, but their away games were shown on KICU 36, which was essentially a free channel. You could put up rabbit ears and get that channel in. But then the regional sports networks took it over, so... How does how does this work? Is it is it just time for a subscription model like everything else is? Well, and I've been saying this for a while because you look you look around, right? You know the <laughs> you know you you look so the Sharks, the Flyers, the Capitals, um, the Blackhawks. You know they're all on NBC, which is Comcast. Um, you have all the teams that I mentioned, they're on Bally's, you have the teams that are on, uh, you know, sports, you know, it's AT&T Sportsnet, which is part of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the Colorado Avalanche, they're on their own planet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's at, been at really least, weird to watch. We're, so at, at least for the U.S., Canada is fine. So in the U.S., I'm, I've wondered, and I don't know, I don't know financially if this is a savvy move or not, but I just think from you know, guaranteeing that your product gets shown and making sure you have sort of creative control over everything. I kind of wondered if the NHL would maybe, you know, either start a subsidiary to kind of operate as a regional sports network or maybe 
you know, like create a consortium or something to do that and then have essentially, you know, the whatever you want, NHL Sports Network, where like all of the American teams are on the same branded channels in their respective markets. Okay, but l- let me now let me throw you a curveball and go the opposite way. What if, and I'm talking about, of course, locally here, what if the Sharks, the A's, the Giants, and the Warriors got together and pulled their resources and say, we want to help. See, and it's a hard thing to say because our neighborhood here is not impacted by this, but is there another area where there are like three major teams? Is Would it be SoCal where it's like the Lakers, the Kings, and the Clippers or something? Uh, as far as I know, those three teams that you mentioned are all on valleys. Um, is and so and are they impacted by this? Well, yeah, because valleys is filing bankruptcy. Yeah, so month. it makes me wonder, like, what if they were to like get together and pull their stuff together and say, "Hey, we'll, you know, make something happen together." Especially since two of these teams play, or no, all three teams play in the same goddamn building, right? Well, and and Jeremy is pointing out that uh, the Devils and Rangers and then the New York Knicks are all on MSG and, uh, you know, the Mets are on their own channel. So they're pointing out why not to. And I think is what you're trying to say, where why not all the, you know, the the sports teams in a local market, in your case that you're mentioning, Sharks, A's, Giants, um, Sacramento Kings, Earthquakes, whatever you know, form a consortium that is essentially a regional sport network that all of them own and operate while being a part of, you know, mm-hmm. as and opposed to having, you know, kind of running it yourself as opposed to having a partner per se. Yeah. Or, you know, that they can, yeah. I, I like the idea of like all of them getting together and say, Hey, you know, there, there'll be these two channels or whatever. And, and of course the giants and the warriors in that regard, they're the head honchos. So mm-hmm. if they're, is a scheduling conflict. It's like, okay, sorry, your sorry sharks. The warriors are going to be on TV at this point because the giants are also on or whatever. So you're going to get kicked to a streaming platform, but either way, just, I, I just, I think about all the times that I've seen the back and forth that the avalanche have gone through with what is it? Rocky mountain sports and Fox sports, Rocky mountains and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, the fact that you could live in Denver and not be able to turn on the TV and see an avalanche game that is literally playing at that moment is bullshit. Well, and you know what else is kind of a cool little <laughs> and, wrinkle and, to it as well? And how do you grow the game that way, Gary Bettman? Right. Well, you know what else is a little wrinkle? There's a lot of people talking about the MSG model mm-hmm. in there as well. Is So, you know, it's rain, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and Sabres. Those are the, the hockey teams that are on MSG. So what I've noticed to be really cool, and I don't know if this is done in the regular season or not, but I know it's definitely done in the preseason, where when, when one of those four teams play against each other in the preseason, it's just one broadcast. Yep. And so you'll have – it happened this year where you have the Rangers play-by-play and the Rangers in the glass guy with the Islanders color guy. Yeah, love it. And so, like how you're talking about that, obviously wouldn't work for the Sharks if you did a like a Bay Area sports consortium, right? But say the Giants and the A's are playing each other, you could do one broadcast with a split crew, with you know a hybrid crew. Same thing, the Warriors and the Sacramento Kings they play each other. Same thing, one broadcast with a hybrid crew. Yeah, 
Absolutely and the thing it. is, and and here's the thing, we, you know, comparing, you know, having a having a, you know, ostensibly a vendor, right, a partner, you know, it's yes, it's it's less less work that you have to do, and it's less of a headache, but it's more expensive than just doing it yourself. Yeah. The only thing, of course, that worries me in this regard, but then again, think about where we are now. It's like, well, wait a minute. If the teams are controlling the broadcast, if you thought we have state media now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the, 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 you know, the poison pill of the whole idea. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Ugh. So... Coming up this week, the Sharks are going to play three at SAP. That finishes up a seven-game homestand, longest of the season. First up, we have the Montreal Canadiens, the cellar dwellers of the Atlantic. Then we move on to the Blues and Bitch Bennington, if you're a jerk fan. Mm -hmm. Curious to see how Jordan will lose his shit this week. Should be fun to watch. Oh, wait, Timo's not there to score him? Oh, but he can make Eric Carlson flinch, right? Remember that. Finally, the Sharks face the Capitals, who are desperately trying to stay in the wild card picture. So, remember, I'm I'm really interested to see what the Sharks lineup looks in that Capitals game. <laughs> it's going to be one of those times where you need a new scorecard. It's yeah, going to be a veritable who? Yeah, I think I'm going to have you know I'll have Cap Friendly open just to double check and <laughs> oh, dude, be looking at Shane Curtis. Like, okay, who is Shalena? Like, okay, who the hell's starting and where? Well, that's like that's like you remember you remember back in the day, like early days of Twitter when I'm old. Of course, I remember back in the day, <laughs> where like you know all the beat writers, you know they would they would tweet out the line combinations using just the numbers, and then <laughs> yes. and then anytime there was a trade, it was like you know uh, nine. It was like eight, which is Pavelski, nineteen, which is Thornton. So it would be like eight dash nineteen dash Melker, and it's like oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> instead of sixty eight because nobody yeah. knew. <laughs> Absolutely. So like this, this is going to be one of those days where, you know, there might not be enough characters. You might just have to type it out on a notes app and like do a screenshot. <sighs> okay. And dude, I, I've said this before. Okay. I, I, I got to say it again. Say it, baby. Just say it. What is it? The sharks like on some of the, all, <laughs> is there some sort of stipulation where it's like, no, we have to take back the most characters in a name possible. <laughs> We need the most consonants and vowels in one name. And, and it has to be insanely hard to pronounce. Like, dude, have we already forgot the days of Ivan Yuzhenkov? <laughs> I mean, holy crap, dude. The, his nameplate almost wrapped around to the front of the jersey. I was going to say. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, remember to check out our post-game cast following every game this week. Uh, some sort of concoction. If you will, Puck Guy, Ian, Landy, Dana, Mark, they're going to be involved. Like I said earlier, if you want a full breakdown of, uh, actually, if you just want to watch Mark on the precipice of jumping off a cliff, catch the whole Timo breaking news trade that we had earlier today. That was pretty, pretty funny to, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> On. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to go. I I wasn't watching it. I had other stuff I got going on. I might. I might after this. I might fire that up. Oh, dude, Mark. Like Mark and had to be. Shout out to them. They did great work. No, they did. But Mark had to be talked off a cliff. Ian, I. I mean, I'm just going to say, Ian. In respect to previous years, it felt like he was on medication, possibly sedated. Like I don't know. It was like very early on. He had already like fought. You know, what are what are the uh, the the five stages? 
like anger, denial, denial, anger. Like he hit acceptance really quickly. Like I think he'd been sitting on this for a while. So we, we kind of missed the anger part of it. <laughs> so anyway, you can follow them. It was, uh, the, it, it was a fantastic cast. So check them out uh, if you have some time tonight. On Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. Remember, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Again, if any of our friends from New Jersey hung around, we thank you so much for checking us out. Again, we do this every Sunday for the Pucknologists, wrapping up the week in Sharks hockey, but also touching on some of the things that happen at large because, as we know, Hockey Jerk, huge Linus Allmark fan. Huge. <laughs> If you weren't with us live, make sure to leave your take in the comment section of this video below, and you can find links to all of our social media, podcast apps, and more included in the show notes below, and you can get everything on our website at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to join the world, infamous or famous, we're not sure, it's the Discord server, Teal Town's Discord, where the party never stops. Hit up Hockey Jerk on the Twitter machine, but if you don't like the Twitter and you're like, hey, Elon, mm, that's okay. I recognize that. You can hit up the jerk email. Find it, hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com. Hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com. The, as AJ said, and it sounds like your typical marketing bullshit, but it's true. The conversation oh, never literally <laughs> never stops. And, literally never stops. And I, I I dip in from time to time. I'm not there all the time, but I will say a couple days ago I dipped in. And uh, the new meme only thing, not a fan. You don't like the meme? Uh, well, because I feel like I'm, I don't know, uh, a large part of the focus of that. <laughs> Huh. You go and look at those those early uh, posts in the meme channel. I was like, all right, can we spread the love a little bit? <laughs> felt felt like uh the, there was a little bit of a spotlight on me, but that's all right. I can I can take it. I got a thick skin. So uh jerk, final thoughts as we finish off what was a, a great weekend for Patrick Marlowe, uh a not so great weekend for Timo Meyer fans. <clears throat> great weekend for Timo Meyer. Uh, yeah, fantastic weekend for Timo Mar. And hey, maybe what will go down historically is a great weekend for me in knowing that five bucks is on the remaining 21 games <laughs> and they keep <laughs> shipping out talent. I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick to it. If Nino Niederreiter can go for a second, LeBanc can go for a second. I'm sticking to it. As the final kind of thought here, is Greer done? Hell no, dude. If he's done, then this is then that's worse than the Meyer trade. <laughs> okay, then to follow and, that and up, thing. who else is who who else is uh, packing up their bags for well, the Sharks? Here, I'll, I'll I'll break it down for you really quick. So. Break it down. For sure, packing their bags. Benino, Benino and Reimer, for sure. Really? I would who, say, who wants Reimer right now? There's still time. Somebody could get hurt. Uh, that, see, Toronto, that's, Ma see, Toronto Maple Leafs, dude. 
like, Toronto Maple Leafs. But okay, but my my point being with Reimer is that it felt like last year it's like you want somebody to bolster your back tenders. You, you know, the the backstop needs to be bolstered. Here's somebody that might be a, a you know, could possibly challenge your number one guy. And this year it's like here's the guy to take in case your third guy gets injured. Well, so it's funny that you say that because you know? It's funny that you say that because right now, currently in goal in the tandem right now is the Maple Leafs 1A goalie and their number four goalie. They got other Zamboni drivers there? Well, their 1B is on long-term injured reserve and their third goalie is still in the AHL because evidently the fourth (sighs) goalie has played better. Oh my God, James. James, you've been there before. Make it fucking happen. Greer, dude, sixth. I'll take a sixth. It, to me, it's it, if Reimer doesn't go to the Maple Leafs, and I hate to even put this out there, if Reimer doesn't go to the Maple Leafs, he's not going anywhere. Oh, that's uh, a hot take. Yeah, hot take. Uh, tweet it. I think, like I said, I think Reimer goes. I think, um, who did I say? I think Benino goes. And then those are the for sure's. If you want to go down to the probably's, the probably goes, I would say Noah Gregor. I mean, I've kind of been saying that all year. I think he's gone. And then if you want to go to the possibly, you know, that's your LeBanc. That's your Radim Shimmick. That's your Jacob McDonald. I was going to say Shimmick, I would love to see moved. I just don't see how. Well, I just don't see it. I I think I think uh, the the Shimmick, the the Sharks are, are tied to this deal. Through next year like they're just they're gonna have to eat it they, let's be honest dude the sharks are gonna suck again next year no don't say that they're gonna be right back at it oh no i'm sorry to be honest to you no the sharks <laughs> are gonna suck next year yeah they are the you know is, is it going to be somewhere in the middle of how they finish this season and how they finished the previous season which right now if you'll remember last year finished with 77 points last i looked on track for about 65 this year yeah, I'd say it could be right in the middle, like 70, 71 points. They, there's a lot of contracts, a lot of cap that's going to get freed up, not after this season, but after next season. And so maybe that just happens to be the play. Like they're, they're going to get out of the, you know, 2.4 million in dead cap on Martin Jones this year. Next year, nearly 3 million. And remember, Cap is only going up, what, a million next season? Well. You know what I'm saying. It's not going to be a whole lot of flexibility. Well, well, because here's the thing. Because, you know, Jerry Bettman uh, around around Thanksgiving, he was saying, oh, you know, numbers are good. You know, the cap might go up four million, right? And then around Christmas time, he wanted something. And so he's like, well, you know, maybe only a million bucks. I don't think it's going to be a million. I also don't think it's going to be four million. I think it'll end up somewhere in the middle. But my point being is that Jones's cap hit for dead money is going to be almost three million dollars, but then it halves for the next three following seasons. So you're saying next weekend is kind of the or next weekend <laughs> next year is next year is kind of the last you're, long you're, show. Well, it's just, yeah, that you're going to free up some space. I mean, you get, you know, the whole thing that's really funny. It's like you get underneath that behemoth of dead money that Balser's left here at three hundred thousand. You know, I was, I was looking at, I was looking at that, and and here's the thing, what like a fucking waste, dude. That was well, so stupid to leave to. to 
what, because here's the, here's the thing, right? Okay, Balsers, even if you don't buy him out, he's on a cheap deal, right? Like so cheap. But here's would, the thing, it, dude, not even let not me, even let a me matter ask you of, this, dude. Okay, you ha- you have a choice for the Sharks this year. Sure. Balsers at what he was making, which or, I believe was like one, I think one and a quarter or one and a half. If, uh, one and a half. Okay. Balsers, Lindblom at what he's making. Oh, Balsers, easy. Okay, then. So but, this is what I'm saying. My... And that's another thing where I look at Mike Greer and I'm like, fuck are you thinking? Well, <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Balsers doesn't play the right way. But oh. here's the thing. And, but, even uh, if he... Lindblom, you know what my problem, here's Mike Greer. You know what my problem is with Balsers? He represents too many offensive opportunities. Let's get Lindblom in here. <laughs> well, the thing with Balsers, his contract was so cheap like if you don't want him on your team, just bury him in the AHL. Yeah, I was like, dude, it, it was. It's the whole. It's like some uh, some guys who are married that they're like, do I want to get divorced or is it cheaper to keep her? And it's like Balsters fell right in that nook. I wonder if I. I wonder if maybe we're talking about you know I said definitely gets traded, probably gets traded, possibly gets traded, sleeper to get traded, Barabanov. <laughs> this season. Oh, dude, and that would, dude, you think you're pissed off about Timo. I would be livid over that. Right. For what he's contributed versus what he's making, you talk about the return on investment? Come on. But, it, what but did, remember. Dude, what did LeCision's, uh, you know, their their value cards, like mm-hmm. he's making 2.5, val- playing like a like two million dollar player? Right. Well, it's, it's like I said before, you know, the Sharks are now in a position where it's like, hey, you're playing too good. We need to get rid of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know what? If he doesn't get back at least a second. Oh, if it's anything less than a second, then it's it's stupid. I think yeah. in, and in the right situation, in the the perfect situation, right? I mean, look at what he's doing. Look at the stats, right? 37 points in 55 games. That's a good clip. Two and a half million dollars. Cheap money. One year after this year, cost certainty. The the stars are aligned. I guarantee you, it. I could see Carolina Hurricanes, Vegas Golden Knights, Tampa Bay Lightning, if they had one, I could see a team give up a late first for Barabanov. I really could. I, w- I would take that. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, right? I mean, if we're building towards the future, you know, Barabanov, 28, soon to be 29. So, whew. but again, I... I say that, you know, the Sharks, if if they sit on a lot of the shit that they have now, it's like, no, they're going to suck again next year, and you have to ride out next season because then you get LeBanc off the books, you get Lindblom off the books, like, well, we're talking about Barabanov, Steven Lorenz off the books. A lot of contracts, Shimmick, a lot of contracts come off the Reimer. Well, no, Reimer comes off this year, but Kakinen comes off next season. Uh, Luke Cunning comes off next season. So there's going to be a shit ton of, of flexibility, but you you know you were talking about Gregor. He's going to be RFA and twenty four years old. He still can't find the back of the net a lot of the time, even though he gets looks. Like, would you honestly? Would you go up to Gregor and you're like, "Hey, you know what? Let's do one more. Same 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 term, same money. Like nine fifty another year. We're going to give you one more shot." I would because here here's the thing, dude. When you're build, you know, you have people who say, "Oh, LeBanc, he's only a fourth line player." Last I looked, uh, teams usually have at least three of those. 
Well, last I looked, a fourth line player doesn't make four point seven million dollars. That too. Okay then. Um, so I think you know what if here's the thing if Gregor wants to come back at the same dollar amount I support that and you know what if they go to Gregor and say hey you know would you feel better if you went somewhere else and he says yes then make that happen too sure know? absolutely I mean Chief has earned it as far as I'm concerned like yeah he's not putting up the points and everything like that but he has certainly put up with being yo-yoed he just he plays with jam you yeah know? so. And fuck, didn't he get into a fight the other night too? Like, Chief was pissed. Anyway, um, real quickly to wrap up the Meyer thing, I just noticed that Corey uh, put out a couple of quick thoughts. He said, and, and, and I'm only saying this because I'm dying to see uh, Jerk's reaction. The Sharks got more for Timo Meyer than the Canucks did for Bo Horvat and the Senators did for Mark Stone. Alex Debrinkit, that might be to be determined. The Sharks did not get a marquee prospect from Meyer. So what do you think about that whole tweet? Should we take it one by one? The, the Sharks got more for Timo than the Canucks did for Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat was a pending UFA with no guarantee of signing an extension. So bad comparison. The Senators got the Sharks got more for Timo than the Senators did for Mark Stone. Mark Stone was a pending UFA with no guarantee of signing an extension. Okay, then. So, uh, Corey, I think what we're saying is but, uh, compare but, apples with apples, please. But then again, even though Meyer is a pending RFA, you kind of have to treat him like a pending UFA because you don't know, from the devil's perspective, you don't know what he's up to, you know? Mm. All right. And uh, to uh, kind of finish it out, do you believe that Timo Meyer will be a New Jersey Devil after this summer. Does he sign the fat money bag in New Jersey? Or does um oh god what's it? Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald, right? Yep. Does he play 4D chess and like take him in, make the big play for the big shiny silver thing and say, "Okay, now watch me flip this to recoup some assets because I actually have this whole other plan that nobody else knows about. So how about this? How about plan C? Hey, whip it out. Oh, back to the Sharks? No, no, no. <laughs> you go to Timo Meyer and you say, and so, because obviously with where Timo Meyer is at, he's 26 years old, you thinking, okay, max term extension, right? Eight years. 27? 26. 26. He'll be 27 in October. So here's what I do. I go to Timo Meyer. If I'm Thomas Fitzgerald, I go to Timo Meyer and I say, hey, Friend. <laughs> hey, psst, buddy. Take. <laughs> this is what I do if I'm Tom Fitzgerald. I say, God, hey. He's only 26? I thought he was like 27. All right, go ahead. I say, hey, we're going to give you your QO, QO at season's end. That's the normal protocol. Take the QO, one-year deal. And then on January 1st, sign an eight-year extension. So the Devils will get nine years of Timo Meyer after this year. Oh, 40 chess move. Yeah. So similar, kind of like uh, what, what the Sharks did with Eric Carlson, yeah? That they were the one team that could give them the, the extra year? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, so, you know, uh, you're a player you're signing on the open market, you can give them seven years. Uh, your own free agent, you can give them eight years. But what I'm saying is, so you do the QO, so that gives him next year, which is one. That's a, and then, a $10 million year. Correct. And then after next year... Sign him to an eight-year extension, because if you sign him to an eight-year extension now, you're only getting eight years yeah. after this year. 
No, but that's you, the QO next year, then the eight year extension, you're getting nine years dude, after this. Dude, year. Maybe you should be the GM of the Sharks. That's some next level thinking right there. I like that. And do you, because you give Meyer that QO, that extra cash up front, maybe you get him to what, do eight by 8.8? I was going to say, you know, if you sign him to an eight-year deal now, it's probably it's probably eight times nine and a half, but maybe you do the QO at $10 million and he really likes it there. And then so you say, hey, okay, we gave you $10 bucks, so how about eight times, yeah, eight and three quarters or something? Yeah, like a little little home down discount for the, uh, the early ducats well, that we tossed your way. Well, and similar to, so if you recall, um, when the Hurricanes, when they offer sheeted Jesperi Kakaniemi, they offer sheeted him at a, a one-year deal at just over $6.1 million. And then when that deal expired, he was an RFA and he signed an eight-year deal at four and three quarters. Mm. So that's not a direct comparable, but that's probably the closest you get. Yeah. Uh, and then to, 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 I, we've been trying to wrap this up for 40 minutes. We're going to, we'll get there at some point. I promise. I just like this uh, line that Corey tweeted out. Shark, and we tweeted this out on the Teal Town account as well, but I like the way this is framed. Just the fact that Sharks GM Mike Greer doesn't consider this a full-on rebuild. Well, then why are you trading your best player? Yeah, that's, again, it's just the, the I don't understand why this team is so loath, why they're so afraid of that term. I don't get it. Uh, but it says he also believes the return for Timo speeds up the process. The process of what? The thing you won't call a rebuild? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's Look, you're rebuilding. Suck it up. Deal with it. It is what it is. I know you don't want to say that because you think it's going to affect ticket sales. Hello, ticket sales are already affected. Your, your own broadcaster admitted that earlier this week. On Tuesday night, you drew 13,400. So you're off by like four grand to, to a sellout. The one after that, 11,300. You're off by six grand from a sellout. And I'll tell you this right now th both those numbers, that's tickets, what? What are they called? Distributed or whatever. It's not used. Dude, there's no way in hell there was over 9,000 people at the tank. <laughs> on uh, against Nashville, dude. It, shitty weather here. Two bad teams. A Thursday night. Dude, it was so bad. And, and this came into my head. Pashelka and Shang religiously, like they almost. It's like they have a contest or a bet between each other that they try to see who can post the attendance of that night. Who who can do it faster? Mm -hmm. Go back and look. Neither of them posted the attendance from the Thursday game. Maybe very weird. Well, maybe they just realized that it was dumb, and so they just didn't do it. Oh, maybe maybe somebody said, "Please don't put that up." <laughs> Please don't embarrass us. <laughs> yeah, could you could you stop making that public information? <laughs> but yeah, I just dude, it, like Greer. That's the one thing I wanted him. That you know, Wilson always said, "Reset, retool, read it, anything but rebuild." I was kind of hoping that when Greer came in, he would. Again, we've said this a bajillion times, acknowledge reality. You need to tear it down. It needs to start over. Doug Wilson, to all his credit, for the 18 seasons or whatever it was, built a monster. For whatever reason, just 
bad luck. You know, the stanchion goal versus Vancouver, reverse swept against LA, blah, blah, blah. You know, insert excuse here. An exceptional run of hockey and playoff appearances. I mean, what was it? They said it during the Marlowe thing, like during the like a 12-year stretch, no team played more playoff games than the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. You know, they didn't, you know, they didn't win the big shiny thing. But I will say though, I mean, you play that much hockey, you're gonna sell a shit ton of tickets. <laughs> you made money. <sighs> just 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 call it a rebuild. It needs to happen. You had an amazing run. Now it's time to start over. There's no shame in acknowledging that, is my point. Uh, and, and the fact that you're the last ones to do it when everybody else has been saying it forever, like, come on. Let's Can we just be honest with each other? I get you have a product that you want to sell, but uh, it's, it's is, is that just me? You think it's disingenuous? I think they're so worried about saying rebuild because they think that people are going to stop coming to games. But here's the thing. They, they've already stopped. Well, I was going to say, they've already stopped coming, and the people who want to be there are going to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Uh, I think a nice tidy bow to wrap on this after almost three hours. Sure. I also wanted to point out in the score strip, for those of you who didn't notice it, because nobody mentioned it, which I was a little surprised, if you go and look at the Seattle game, Usually we have the little score strip. It has the player that scored the goal and how many goals for that player this season was. Nobody mentioned the fact that the first goal against Seattle is credited to both Couture and Yanni Gord. I'm a little upset by that. You? Mm -hmm. No? Okay. So with that, uh, we'll see you next week. The trade deadline will finally be in the books. <sighs> Over under three players the Sharks move out. Three between now and Friday. More than three, less than three. Um, Between now and Friday? Between now and the deadline. I think it'll push. I think it'll be exactly three. Exactly three. There you go. Write it down. Jot it down. Hit up the Discord. Have a good night. See you next Sunday.